Hey, marking out, it's the Long Island IZ Zack Ryder. Take care, spike your hair. Woo, 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 you know it. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I don't know how to put this into words, but anyway... It's come down to this. Episode 300 of Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. You can catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Out. You can find us on the old Twitter ski, at Markin' Out. Uh, we have a pro wrestling tea store, prowrestlingtees.com slash Out. Uh, there will most likely probably be some Black Friday sales. I saw there was like 15% off sales or something like that. So if you want to buy one of our shirts, make sure that you buy a Chuck Taylor shirt also, because he's awesome. Uh, anyway, that's where you can find us. You can email us at markingout1 at gmail.com for any inquiries. Let's say you're in a band. Let's say your friend's in a band. Let's say you're a rap artist. Uh, send us some stuff, stuff so we can play it on the show during our musical interludes, if that's still a thing. Um, is it a thing? I don't know. Regardless, that's one. And that's one of our shirts that we have at prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Anyway, you probably forgot this feminine voice. Uh, my name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Um, uh, I have to find a new hobby now that baseball is over. That I guess we'll get into that in a couple of minutes. Um, yeah, so follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. I am also here with Dave, the rave that all the ladies crave. You can follow him on Twitter at Dave. What is it, Dave? I don't know. Dave, uh, Dave the rave underscore M-O, and I am doing... Great. I cannot believe this entire week. How are you doing? I'm I'm great. I'm great. It's been it's been a tumultuous tumultuous ride this week. Um, oh now that's one heck of a word. I know. I've been I've been reading the dictionary. I like to get a, a mental sweat as well as a physical sweat. Hey, it's important. <laughs> We're also sitting here with cousin Brandon. Brandon Brandon. Brandon Sandow. Um missing any of them? Anyway, you can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. He is the proverbial mascot of Marking Out because he's the only one that doesn't like to show his face and likes to wear lucha masks. And he has a whole array of them, and he'll be showing them off on his YouTube series, Cooking with Brandon. It's a yearly, yearly show. Brandon, there better be a good rhyme here. How are you doing? People come to me. They say, who are you and why are you here? I say, listen up and let me your ear. I am the beat to the G, celebrating this is key. 300 is where we're at. Like the Cubs winning the World Series, I'm swinging a bat. All the support, all the praise, and that makes me awesome, as always. Good. And this is the, we got, this is the, this is the first thing. I know this is a wrestling podcast. I know people, but people like to listen to things that we like to talk about. And that's the one thing that Brandon said, is that, the biggest news of the week was that there's going to be a women's women's tournament. No, I'm kidding. Well, that's something you can get into. And outside the I, ring. I think but, I think the biggest news of the week is the fact that I just did that. Wanna, yeah, no. I want to make sure that Dave was is awesome. still okay. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, Brandon, that was awesome. One, I'm still speechless a little bit. Do you have um, one set up for 400 now? No. that was. Do you have like a file on your computer, a, a folder on your computer that says <laughs> blimes that go for episodes? They don't, they're not specific for episodes, but... 
I had, I have them all saved, yes. <laughs> lovely, lovely. But anyway, as I said, this is a wrestling podcast, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. That is our positioning statement, but maybe one of the biggest things that happened in sports in general this week was the Chicago Cubs coming back from a 3-1 to to deficit in the World Series to win it in Game 7 of the World Series, which was hands down the best baseball game that I have ever seen in my entire life. I got to agree with you. That was just so much fun to watch from the start where the Cubs had the lead to up to all the way up to that eighth inning home run. Oh, my God. The Indians, I mean, come on. How could you not? If you were a fan of baseball and you were not watching this game, then you you chose wrong, my friend. I liked the analogy that you guys put on Twitter. This was like <laughs> Shawn Michaels versus HBK at WrestleMania 25. Yes. Because I, I, I think I retweeted it, actually, because I completely and utterly agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. The- there was a picture that was painted. And it's like somebody that, that like me, that I don't, I'm not a hardcore, diehard baseball fan. Yeah. But yeah, I tuned into the game. I wanted to see which which team was going to get their World Series first. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. Like, I had chills at points, and then, like, the Cubs, the, the runs got let up, and the Indians were up, and I was like, what? How is this happening? And, and then, then you go on, like, Facebook, and you see everybody, like, bashing the Cubs, saying, oh, they blew it, and stuff like that. And then, the come goat- on, let's not, let's not forget that rain delay. Yeah, that and then all a- of a sudden a rain delay came out. <laughs> that I mean, was insane. You- and then, that, guy, that guy's tweet from 2014 that, like, called, that, called this World Series saying it'll end in, in Game 7 on, like, a, a tie or whatever. And yeah, then the yeah. World the, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But that was – so let me pre- – I, I am a born-and-bred Yankees fan. My – Father worked in a correctional facility in the Bronx. My wife's whole family grew up in the Bronx, and they were Yankees fans. But there was a point in, I think it was high school, where our buddy Dan, he's been on the show before talking about social media and stuff like that. He came up to me one day wearing a Cubs hat saying, hey, we're going to be Cubs fans. I was like, okay, fine. Because <laughs> there was, I'm like, all right, fine, because they were so bad for so long. So it's like, all right, fine. I need a bad team to follow because the Yankees are doing so good. So now, over the past couple of years, there's been this proverbial shift of the Yankees are, you know, dwindling, they're getting older in age, they're going to start rebuilding, the Cubs have all these superstars that they've brought up through the system or traded for, so it's like, okay, so the past two years, it's like, you know, I we've been a predominantly Cubs household because of the potential of what's going to happen. I've been to Wrigley Field in 09, they were just a little bit over 500, so that was just like the coup de grace, but not like the coup de grace that, you know, mm. Finn Balor does. Yeah. That ge- I started off watching that game at work. <laughs> what? He's like your, like your analogy or whatever it was, and then Dave's, <laughs> Dave's response to that. <laughs> nice. Uh, that was just – I started off watching the game at work. I made sure every single TV was on and the volume was up. So I'm like trying to break down equipment and stuff like that. And then like mm-hmm. – then I got stuck in 45 minutes worth of traffic on I-95. So I'm like, I'm not going to – I'm going to miss the end of the game. Oh, my God. So what do I do while I'm sitting in traffic? I download the Fox Sports app, and I'm watching it in bumper-to-bumper traffic on I-95. I got home and was able to watch the rest of the game. I I swear to God, I thought they were going to lose. I really had my doubts at times. I mean, I was talking to my dad right in the beginning where – well, like the score, they were up by like three runs, I believe. 
Yeah, and, no, they, yeah, it was five. The, the largest lead they had was five one. Yeah, so my dad was just like, "Yeah, I, it, it may be over." I'm like, oh, "I don't know. It's baseball. You never know. Like, you can't. It's too. It's too soon to say. You never. You just never know, especially with baseball, because with one swing of the bat, everything can change." Yeah, no, and it's, it did. It's not like football where it's it's like uh, it takes a little bit to come back in a game. This it's one swing of the bat and it's done. Yeah, it was yeah. it was so much like a Red Sox ending there. Not to not to push that in your face, Chris. No, no, no. But with not. like the three three with, one. Like, no, like they were on such a long losing streak, and then oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. And everything well, yeah, changed. Well, I mean, Theo Epstein. He's a, he's a god now. There's going to be a statue of him. I, I don't know if you saw it at the press conference afterwards where he was holding the World Series crown uh, trophy above his head. Mm-hmm. And he just had this like big sigh of, I did it. Yes. There's going to be a trophy of that erected somewhere in Wrigleyville. Dude, I mean, the guy, would you put him in? He, he has to be a Hall of Famer for one of the best uh, with what he's been doing. Oh, absolutely. Look at the teams he's put together. He's oh, Joe Madden. I mean, Joe Madden too, but also he needs to... He's gonna be he's gonna be manager of the year again, hands down. You know he's um and the work that he did with the Tampa Bay Rays too. Remember how like young that team was when he was on there? Yeah. With when Longoria was coming up and David Price and they were just and they went to the World Series too. So it's like it's it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, anyway. I, I I like I, I've never been a Cubs fan because I'm a Mets fan, so you don't really want to. Yeah. Mean, same division and stuff. But even still, it's I still paid a lot of attention to the young ups, upbringing of their team, and I mean I still cheered for them when they were playing like other teams because they're exciting to watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm this, but I'm the same way with uh, Florida, where they're in the same division, but I think that they have such a, a really nice young team. Yeah, and I find it like exciting to watch these younger players just just uh, I guess grow as an athlete and become the. Uh, the start have become uh, the start and power that they end up getting. No, oh yeah, I know, I agree, I agree. And it's funny too because a couple of years ago I was talking to somebody and they're like, "Oh yeah, Anthony Rizzo is just going to be the next Adam Dunn. He's just going to hit a bunch of home runs and strike out a lot. Uh, you know, he's got a low batting average. Blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. But he's turned into a you know he's turned into an amazing player. Yeah, I mean, you can't say anything wrong about it. I mean, and then you had it was just an exciting uh, series in general. I mean. You, coming back from a three to one deficit. Yep. That's come on. That's uh, that's just insane, and that's tough to do, especially trying to pick up the victory over in Cleveland. Yeah, absolutely, and especially that ta- that town for everything that they've gone through recently with, you know, the NBA title and then yeah. this whole thing. I didn't expect the, I didn't expect the Indians to make it to the World Series. I predicted predicting that it was going to be a Cubs Red Sox World Series. Yeah. So it's I mean I, I, was, I mean I was Red right Sox on have a nasty team too. Yeah, so but now you'll see you'll see them do some moves. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting offseason. Um, oh, bring so, bringing it back to pro wrestling though. Did you see the uh, the title that the Cubs got? How's that? How nice is that? I did. I saw the WWE sent them a, a championship championship title. Yeah, they should they should have CM Punk present it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or that's like CM Punk's gonna eventually be holding on to that, and then the world's gonna be like, my God, CM Punk's coming back to WWE. Oh my yeah. God. He's somewhere yeah. in a Grant Park right now, waiting for this parade to start. No, I'm sure. Are, so this is that are you doing Coke Coke is going to change his finisher name. Oh, Billy. Like, ooh, yeah, I, yeah. I, ooh, maybe we should. Maybe I should tweet to him later. 
Yeah, we may have to start creating some ideas for new finisher names. I know. That, I know. Curse, that, that curse is broken. That's no more. Are you doing like pictures, by the way? I actually was. I was doing baby bottles. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm done well, with that. So. That's part of That becomes part of life. That becomes <laughs> part, part of life. That becomes, you know, that's a reason why I took a, a long sabbatical. But anyway, congratulations to the Chicago Cubs on winning the World Series. And here's to the next four you're going to win in a row. Um, anyway, other than the World Series, guys, how was your week? How was your Halloween, by the way? I'll, I'll start it off. Well, my week was pretty, pretty good. I mean, just a lot of class, a lot of school. Uh, Halloween was, it was fun. Went to a gathering and such. A juggalos? Gathering. Yes, a gathering of the juggalos. <laughs> and juggalettes, uh, can't leave them woot. out. Yes, yes, and juggalettes, woot woot. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, my whole problem with Halloween this year is I didn't have any time to sit down and watch a horror movie. And that's all I really wanted to do was sit down and enjoy a horror movie, and I haven't been able to do that yet. But outside of that, it was fun. What about you, Brandon? No, no, no. no, no. What did you do on Halloween? Like, what on was your... You went to a well, gathering Halloween and did what? It was on a Monday. Well, what would you do Halloween weekend? Weekend, I, I went to a, a party at my friend's place. But that was it. Did you dress up or you were just using yeah, Snapchat? Yeah, I dressed up. I wore uh, that Wolverine costume. And then nice. the day after, I, I brought back out of that uh, that Phantom of the Opera mask. Oh, nice. I wore with you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, was, I saw that picture the other day. You, just, great picture. you travel oh. with that mask? Yeah. You, you, hey, you never know when you're going to need it. <laughs> you never know when you'll have to play the Phantom. <laughs> yeah. So, But what about you, Brandon? I went to a Halloween party. Uh, uh-huh. I sat in the corner the whole time. Cause that's, that my, that's my that's my mo. Okay, okay. But Did I people was... come over to you though? Yeah, yeah. People come up to me. They talk to me. They say, "Who are you and why?" <laughs> and do, do they gather around your feet and you say, "Listen up and lend me your ear"? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was. I, I mean, I guess you could say I was Cactus Jack or Mick Foley, whichever combination <laughs> you want to say. It was. I, I think I, I pulled it off okay. I think you did. I think you pretty much nailed it. So you have success. No, you have not been the all the faces of Foley yet. No, I've got mankind under my bat from four years ago, and then I got. You want to? What did you say, Mac, Mick Foley? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with Mick Foley. Mick Mick Foley was this year. So in four years from now, I guess maybe Cactus Jack, and then. Eventually, well, I mean, maybe by then they'll come out with the Dude Love T-shirt. Yeah, you know what? We can go with this year as as Mick Foley, but I, I think you got to invest in an actual cactus shirt for next for if, I, when you do. First do of it. all, I liked my interpretation of a cactus Jack shirt. Hey, there's nothing wrong with your with an interpretation of a character because Rick I mean, Moranis is fantastic, and he's oh, wanted it, acting. So. Oh, that's that's for sure. But nothing wrong with that. But my entire thing was, when are you going to end up being dude love? That's what I said. Maybe in eight years from now. Eight years. Yeah, you're going to get a pair of yoga pants, like tie dyed yoga pants. <laughs> Brandon, I would, I would die laughing. Wow, thanks. You, I appreciate that. No, no, because you would look absolutely. I mean, you would look just as amazing as that time where we joked around that you would be amazing dressing up as Snooky. I just I came across I came across those messages the other the other day too, and everyone's like everyone was ready to throw in yeah everyone was ready to throw in money for that too. Brandon went swish swish. 
<laughs> what about you, Chris? Anything good for you? Uh, well, the Saturday before Halloween, I, you know, I worked at a restaurant on weekends and on Monday nights. Um, we all dressed up at work, and we decided we wanted to do a theme costume. So my pastry chef was a crazy cat lady, and we, and half of the staff that actually wanted to dress up or, you know, got the memo that we were all being cats were cats. But rather than me just being just a cat, I wanted to be not any old cat. I was the space cat himself, Peter Chris. Yeah, we, we, we definitely, Brandon <laughs> and I took notice of that. It was pretty I, awesome. It, yeah, I know. It's, it's funny. Be- it's funny when you get like somebody to dress up as a member of Kiss, and like there's nobody else from Kiss around them, and then you have to figure out like why did they dress up as <laughs> as a member of Kiss without everyone else there? But then, but yeah. like you had everyone else were cats, so yeah. yeah so and people are like, "All right, Peter, Chris," and, and <laughs> they gave me twenty five percent instead of giving me twenty percent. There you go. Which is, uh, and then Halloween on Monday itself, I had to work, mm. so I I couldn't think of a good costume, and I didn't want to go with Peter, Chris again. So, as we've already said, I am a Cubs fan, and then a couple of years ago, uh, I was wild thing Rick Vaughn from Major League. So I wore my Cubs hat, I wore my Indians jersey, and I went around saying that I'm the World Series. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's pretty awesome too. And that was a sick costume that you had too with the Vaughn. The, the wild thing? Oh yeah, it was yeah. great. I, let's talk. I am shocked that Cleveland didn't take advantage of Charlie Sheen and use him as to throwing out the first pitch or anything. I know a bunch of wimps. Apparently, I, I, apparently I somebody won. Is he, is he too like of a too much of a controversial character that they couldn't do that? I don't know. I mean, yeah, He's too much of a controversial person. Somebody, I think somebody like won a contest and they had like two tickets to the World Series and they inv- and they were getting to throw out the first pitch or like a ceremonial pitch or something, not the first pitch. But uh, yeah, no. And then they, the guy that won, invited Charlie Sheen, and the Cubs. I mean, not the Cubs. The Indians found out about it and like squashed it. Yeah, I listen. That would that that should have been game one. I but agree. I know game yeah. game seven was was Jim Tomey and who who's that guy Travis Travis Hafner that I was trying to think of his uh, name the other day he caught the first pitch I so. I feel like they they like just retired though yeah well Travis Hafner no he's been a couple years has he been yeah and so. let's also say that the Cubs didn't take full advantage of of first that's pitches it, and stuff also true. I mean Daniel Stern. Henry, yeah. Henry Rowan Gardner. Like, that would have well, been sick to have him pitch to, to Stern or to Gary Busey. Yeah. <laughs> well, would you uh, – you know what? They want the Hall of Famers doing Yeah. It. You know, I, and I, I respect them for that. Yeah, but these are guys who made, like, iconic roles. I mean, maybe, maybe you could have had them on the sidelines, like, for the first pitch or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a, but I'm, well, I'm, Take I'm, me out I, to the ball game even. No, yeah. take me out to the ball game for those three games was great. You kidding me? I'm not a like. I mean, better. I mean, I get Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, like, yeah, but I, I did not get that at all. He was like his interpretation of "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" was out. He was just trying to get people riled up, man. He's a he's a a, a award winning comedian. He's like, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it as Daffy Duck. (laughs) (laughs) that was like i'm I'm surprised that they didn't did they i I haven't seen any of the first pitches because for some reason i either missed it or fox wasn't showing them fox stinks stinks. joe buck stinks 
right? Um, Ryan Sandberg, yeah. did he pitch out any of the pitches at Cubs? I think he, I'm pretty sure he was game one. Okay, all right, good. That's what I, I was go- talking to a friend, and I'm like, uh, before the game one, and I'm like, I think they would probably, maybe they would have uh, Ryan Sandberg because he's a Hall of Famer and one of an outstanding Cubs player. So yeah. that's cool. I yeah, was, no, absolutely. I saw there was a petition going around to replace Joe Buck. And he like Oh he, with uh with the, the guy from Major League. Yeah. What's his name? Is, is it Euchre? Bob Euchre. That's yeah. that's who it is. And Did he uh, what he is? No, I think he's still Bob alive. Uker. Is he? Alright. And, and, and Joe right. Buck retweeted it and he goes, It would be an honor to call a game with him. And, and somebody else responded like he goes, I I don't think you read the petition. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, no. the, the entire production of Fox was just blah. I, I mean, like Schmoltz. I like I like Schmoltzy. Uh, it's because it's good, especially with all those pitchers and the way that they were. Both teams were kind of being so meticulous with putting certain pitchers in and taking certain pitchers out, and to get like a Hall of Fame pitcher is like, you know, why would you do this? What kind of pitch would you throw here? I liked it. I just didn't like Joe Buck. It's like yeah. I hate you. Know, you know Bob Costas. Uh-huh. I despise that he is on. Everything. Yeah. I'm surprised he wasn't on the World Series. Like, there was one time during the Olympics, I think it was like four years ago, he's like, oh, Bob, Bob Katsis, and here we are with the, you know, the Olympics. And you might want to know why I'm wearing glasses and what's wrong with my eye. And he goes <laughs> this big rant. I'm just like, I don't care. And Someone on farted air. on my pillow last night as a joke, and now I have conjunctivitis. I was just like, I don't care. And he's on everything. It's like, like Sunday Night Football, I'm Bob Costas replacing Joe Madden. This is going to be a great fight tonight. It's like, no, it's going to be a football game. Uh, it, it frustrates me. But, yeah, so that was – going back to that was my week. Um, I did worked. You, I watched the Cubs. Did you go trick-or-treating? No, I didn't go trick-or-treating. And Jordan was – my son was Captain America, and I was supposed to be Iron Man, but I had to work, and no one wanted to work for me. Ah, uh, that's. But I'm. I'm sure that you got to share some candy and everything. <laughs> I was gonna though. say I'm sure you got to eat all his candy though, right? Oh, he's only allowed to have two pieces of candy a day. Me? Wow. <laughs> How many I'm did he get? He got a lot more than just two, right? <laughs> oh, he got so much. Someone gave him a kind bar. Nice. You know, like what those like nut bar. The nut bars. They're like well, I don't know if they're like organic or whatever, but oh, they, uh, yeah, that's not candy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not candy, that's, and he wanted to eat it. I'm like, Jordan, this isn't candy, but you can eat it anyway because it's, it's got, it doesn't have any GMOs in it. Yeah. yeah so, that's, what about you? Right. Did you guys, did you guys score out on candy? Yes, I went uh, trick or treating. <laughs> keep it going. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't get any candy. There was. Oh, well, I'm not going. I don't have anyone to trick or treat. Yeah, but we know Brandon. Is everything on sale right now? I went to CVS. There we go. Okay. No, I not. I didn't go specifically for Halloween candy, but then I looked at the. I was like, "Hey, excuse me, do you still have Halloween candy?" This was like literally the day after. It was the first of November, and uh, the guy's like, "Oh yeah, it's all over here." And I went and looked, and I was like, "This isn't a sale. Like it's just regular price. I don't understand." It was it was fifty percent off, but the fifty percent off brought it to like four bucks. I was like, "This isn't worth four dollars." Yeah. So you got to wait a couple more days. Yeah, I, I made a killing last Christmas on M&M's. Like, I, I marked out hard for that. Like That's a, a terrible thing to mark out for. But I, I, I randomly... I see you, like, walk into, like, wherever you walked into, like, uh, like a Walmart or whatever, and you see all the M&M's on sale, and I just picture no, your well, entire face lighting up. Because, I, well, I was at 
I was at CVS last year in Merrick for just mm-hmm. randomly, just randomly went in again. <laughs> and um, I was going down the candy aisle and I was like, wait a minute. No, 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 this can't be right. This can't be right. I think I, I think I got them for like, it was like a, a cent, one cent a bag or something like that. Or, or five cents a bag or some, some really low number for these big bags of M&M's. Oh, that's spectacular. And I was like, this is fantastic. I hope they do this for every holiday. But they didn't have any, they don't, I guess, the, do they even make Halloween M&M's? I don't know. I don't know. I got, we have crispy M&M's, we have pretzel M&M's. Apparently they're making caramel filled M and M's yeah, soon. Yeah, dude, I can't wait for those. Those look delicious. Yeah, I'm pretty. I, I love, I love caramel. We, we so. worked years on perfecting the caramel so it would not melt in your hands, only in your mouth. That <laughs> was literally the statement that was made. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like I'm, I mean, if it took years to make a recipe, I can't wait to try it. <laughs> Excellent, it's, excellent. It's, sometimes it's about the small things in life. Yeah, yeah all the small things, right? Um, anyway, let's get back to pro wrestling, and let's get back to this podcast. So yeah. 300 episodes after this one in the book. Uh, I'm not staying the entire episode. I just wanted to come on and, you know, we'll just get, just talk and do the opening uh, opening monologue. Is that what this is? Yeah. Should we yeah, that's we, sh- we should get some, 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 some thanks out there, too, to some people's. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of thanks we got to give out. Uh, first of all, we have to thank everybody that listens to this podcast. Do people still listen to this podcast? Thanks. I, thanks, Chris. I, thanks, I, thanks for offending so. me. Thanks for offending well, me. Hey, I listened <laughs> last week. Yeah, last I, I, week. I once. didn't. <laughs> yeah, Dave never listens. Still. He doesn't even listen when he speaks on the show. He didn't even what? hear what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you to all the fans, all the listeners that are out there. Um, all the followers on Twitter, the people on Facebook that have given us likes, uh, we really appreciate you allowing us the opportunity to entertain you. Um, that really means a lot to all of us. Um, thank you to like, um, Chris, thank you for the idea of starting the market out. Thanks for uh, pushing me to doing this. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brandon, thank you for joining our podcast. Dave got, Dave got the taste of honey, then he wanted the whole beehive, and then now we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is cool. Let's keep doing it's it, guys. True. It was funny, now actually. I'm Dave the Rave. <laughs> me, me and Brandon were driving in my car, like, last year at some point, and I had the first, like, or first one or two episodes marking out on a, a CD that you burned me. So we talked oh, yeah. listening to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, still, we still have to release the. Uh, it's not going to ever get released. It's not like the a big... <laughs> No, that episode. Yeah. Well, that episode was originally released. It's not on iTunes though. What? Yeah. The episode, like the the well for you guys, the drunk episode. <laughs> that was never released. No, it was it was released on like. SoundCloud. But I think it was just on SoundCloud. It was before we had uh, iTunes. Okay. So yeah. Oh, that's where Ben but... Roasted came from. Yeah, yeah. it's basically that. Yeah. Um, thank you, thank you, like to Zach Ryder for give, uh, for putting us, like, on, helping us. Come on. When we first got on Twitter, he was like, "Hey, my friends have a podcast. Go check them out." And then yeah. that exponentially shot us up. And then him coming on our show and, and broke our, our show. Yeah, it broke our show that made us now have MarkingOut.com. Uh, thanks to all the people that bought the original Marking Out shirt. Mm-hmm. Like when yeah. we first got them way long ago, when we were at uh, you know certain indie events. You know, trying to hawk them at a table next to Colcabana, and everybody bought Colcabana stuff and not our shirt. Yeah. They, they look at our flyer and be like, huh, interesting. Huh, and interesting. No shirt. 
No shirt. Um, thank you to sign guy Jason Linick. He was on mm-hmm. the show. He's been on the show. Thank you to to heel Franklin as well. He was a he was a, a co-host on the show before. Yeah. Um, I have to, and also too, I have to give that guy a lot of credit. Donating. He, they, yeah. There's a he, there's certain people in life that are good people. He is like a saint donating a, a kidney to a family member because you know they were in need. Like, yeah, it, it was a family member that that he. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was a friend. Maybe we should get him on the show to talk about it. Yeah, I think that that was to, like that's such a an act of kindness that you don't get every day, uh, and just unbelievable. So oh, yeah. great job, Heal Franklin. Everyone's uh, I mean, uh, is this a is that a face turn or is it now going to be face, <laughs> is he face Franklin? <laughs> but. Thanks yeah, to uh, so, Ring Rope Rebellion for, you know, making us yeah. the, th- the theme music that never gets old. Mm-mm. You know, this, 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 you know, this, it's like, oh, yeah, let me change my theme music. Let me change this. Like, I still listen to the Mark and I episode. I'm like, yeah, this is great. All right, guys. Yeah. So that's good. Who else we got to thank? Nick Matocho for our logo that we still use yeah. today. Yeah, we still, that's on our t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you're thanking uh, <laughs> old co-hosts. I guess we should mention uh, Brad and, and Mike. Yep, I, thanks. Yeah. yeah, thanks to those two guys for making me lose my passion for fantasy baseball. That too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why? Wait, but but who, who won this year? I mean, come on. Dave. Yeah, so. Yeah. Dave yeah. Waterman Fantasy. I still got to get the title from my uncle. I spoke to him the other day. He's like, yeah, it's too good to build, man. I'm not ready to let go. He's like, go. he's like, yeah, it's in my closet. I don't know what to do with it. No, he's no, he still has it. Like he still displays it at his house. I definitely want to display it at my apartment for for like at least a month or whatever. But ladies, I, I, this is my championship belt. As I, as I push up my glasses. No, it's, <laughs> it's but everybody listening, we legitimately have a fantasy baseball like wrestling style title. Yeah, which I held for it, it's it's for glorious. A week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then when, and then when I give it to the, the first first ever recipient, recipient, you know what I get? What? There's no carry bag? Like, come on, seriously, <laughs> like legit, legit bag? And what? There's no carry bag? Oh, come on, please. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Also, with you mentioned Ring Road Rebellion, awesome group over there. Uh, gotta say congratulations to Garrick and Kelsey, uh, members of Ring Road Rebellion. Congratulations, they got married recently. Uh, earlier this month, uh, earlier in October. So congratulations to them. Um, and we hope that all of them, Doug, Jason, Garrett, Kelsey, that they're all doing well. And we, Amen, we're brother. Their next, their next song. Everyone's, I know. Uh, everyone's growing up. We need, um, we need, besides Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I won't grow up. No. <laughs> Brandon's gonna be record like in twenty years. Brandon's gonna be recording. Brandon's gonna be in a fallout shelter somewhere, still He's recording the like, podcast. This is marking out episode six hundred. This is and I don't uh, know, episode and number. I don't know if there's people out there anymore. I really, I, yeah. I have, I haven't seen sunlight in six days, sixty days, a hundred days. I can't, I can't, I lost count. I don't know what's happening in WWE, but with my action figures today, okay, uh, relax there. Undertaker defeated <laughs> mankind. <laughs> Imagine that! It's like welcome to Marking Out, where we host the show, and it's like I don't, I don't really have, I didn't watch wrestling this week because the apocalypse, the apocalypse <laughs> happened. But uh, I had some matches with my wrestling toys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over those for you. And it, it was one, one heck of a lineup. 
Yeah. We had uh, Sonny. Good nope. old Sonny. Can't even um, do that. <laughs> sitting, sitting in somebody's attic. <laughs> yep, sitting in my parents' attic right now. <laughs> yeah. But, that was awesome. Um, but I guess we should also, I just want to thank uh, all the, the guests that came on as well and did our show and were so cool to us. And that's yeah, uh, bumpers. Yeah, all I want to thank that all yeah. the promotions that have been like super uh, cool supporting us. Like NYWC has had our back from the start. Yeah. So, oh yeah. And I want to thank. I, I want to thank all the people that did actually do bumpers. All the famous people that took time out of their busy schedules to do bumpers. And I want to thank the people who did not do bumpers for us. <laughs> And and I want to thank the people who were kind of like, you know, like eh about doing bumpers and didn't do them. Even I want to thank the people that said that yeah, I'll do a bumper until their uh, the guy that the person that booked them comes on over and then wants to charge five hundred dollars for that, that book. Was so disappointing. Uh, I wasn't was five. Who who was five hundred bucks? I don't don't, know. You don't don't make up stories. Uh, <laughs> They were just not letting them do the bumper. Did you know that, yeah. Chris, by the way? that Do you watch Gotham? Yes, I watch Gotham. The Penguin? Yeah, what about him? Robin, what's his name? Yeah, Robin, Robin Lord Taylor. Yeah. We, we, I met him at Comic-Con. Oh, really? Because all my friends were friend, fans of Gotham. I don't watch Gotham, but... Oh, great. I, 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 know, I know him from Accepted. But, um, <laughs> but my friends met him, so I was like, hey... We, I do a pro wrestling podcast. Is there any chance that I could get a, a bumper for my show? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. And I, like, I take out my camera to go record it. And the person that brought him in, like the, the, they brought in like all the big famous people this year. The handler? Yeah. And no, absolutely not. You can't do that. And he goes, oh, man, I'm so sorry. But he was like the coolest dude about it. So He see, I watch, they post a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. Like I guess how, Ford does. How do you Ford? feel about that? What, Gotham? Well, the behind-the-scenes stuff. I always like that. You know I me; mean? I work in production. I always like Actually, to see yeah, behind-the-scenes yeah, stuff and see what they're doing. That's true. All right. Um, yeah. But there was you, a point in time while doing this podcast that I had Judah Friedlander's number in my saved in my phone. I still have it. <laughs> yeah, you still have it. Like my old phone died, so I lost all my contacts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks to YouTube for letting us uh, post videos of uh, Brandon cooking things. Mm-hmm. Thanks for Brandon for keeping my editing and uh, patience up. <laughs> it's going to be a big one this year too. If it, oh, this one's going to be nuts. If everything works out the way it, it should work out, or or hopefully, if everything works out the way it it, it, it would work out in my head, then it's going to be a a lot of editing well, to do. <laughs> no, it's not going to be a lot of editing to do. I mean, we're lucky we're doing it when we're doing it because I'll have a little bit of downtime. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, and I won't have any. I have no hobbies now that the Cubs won the World Series, and there's no more baseball <laughs> to watch. Oh, by the yeah. way, uh, I downloaded "Go Cubbies Go" on iTunes by Steve Goodman. Yeah, that song. I heard them singing the. I heard the crowd singing it. Like that's the song. Whenever the Cubs win a game, that's the song they play. And I played that for I think four hours straight after they won the World Series. When when I think when the Cubs first got into the World Series. I heard the fans were like going nuts and singing. And I was like, "Oh my! Well, I don't know what the song is. What is it?" And I like looked it up. I was like, "It's such a catchy song." And oh, it's I, great. I, I went the the day the the Cubs won the World Series. I downloaded the song because it's a fantastic. Song. Well, I think I feel like you would like Steve Goodman. Oh uh, no, I I know him. He he wrote yeah. um, 
Oh, what is the song? New Orleans. Um, yes. I can't remember the song. Yeah. Something New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, he's I know, a, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's like a folk singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm drinking some... I'm drinking no, it's this, all good. The city of Beat New Orleans. Apple, ginger, lemon juice. That's what it is. It's the city of New Orleans. Which yeah, was, like, gonna... covered by everybody. Like, everybody. Every famous singer, like, that you could name, possibly, in that era of, like, Chris Christopherson, I'm sure. Arlo Guthrie. All of them have yeah. covers of that song, so... That yeah. also toss out some thanks to like Team Awesome four one eight on Facebook and Twitter uh, <laughs> for helping us out, and all of the other podcasts out there, and that just helped get our name out there. We yeah, really I, it, so. I feel like there's so many wrestling podcasts out there mm-hmm. now. I mean, first of all, that's the reason why I changed us to an online listening experience that didn't go over so well, too well with some other people on the show <laughs> the online but it's like, listening yeah because like we truly we're we're an online listening experience the only I mean, it, online listening experience in existence today and then it's like everyone's like oh, i got a wrestling podcast and now like re- like oh rick flair i have a wrestling podcast oh eric bischoff i have a wrestling podcast Vince now i got some butts in the seat <laughs> I have a wrestling podcast, and it's like yeah. I want to do something different. I have a wrestling online listening experience. You know, mm. not to, um, but it's a podcast. At the, <laughs> at the end, end uh, at the end of the day, when we first started, I said, "Hey, Dave, let's start a podcast." Yeah, yeah. Um, but we yeah. have good production that goes into our show sometimes. Yeah, our sometimes. our fantastic Halloween intros that I, I absolutely like. Yeah, what was that about? What, what do you mean? It's just like. I, it's for the past three years I've had something similar. Yeah, I, would, I was just like, what did, is did, this? Did you like it at least? I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like, is it creepy? It's like a Halloween, like it's supposed to like a, oh, this is spooky. It's going to be a, scoop, a spooky episode. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, I feel spooky by listening to this. Wow. We had some yeah. jingle bells when it's the holiday season, when it's a yes, Christmas I, episode. Yes, yes, I remember that. Yeah. Hanukkah, Hanukkah and Christmas are like on the same day this year. Yes, Hanukkah huh. happens twice next year. It happens twice next year? Yes, because the last night of Hanukkah is New Year's Day. This this Hanukkah is, is ending next year. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, <laughs> okay. Well, the, Ju- the Jews got together and they decided to do it twice. <laughs> Wait. Wait, hey, that's a lot of guilt. That's a that's a, that's that's a lot of Hanukkah guilt. Yeah. yeah. Word. All right. Cool. Yeah, so, um, so maybe I will uh, take my bows now and uh, get out of here and let you guys uh, talk for another three hours. All right. Well, before you – any words on the WWE product before you leave? Any uh, any pro wrestlers that you're really into right now? Anybody that you're not? What do you think of the storylines? Uh, I'm pumped that Roger Strong is in the WWE system now on NXT. I think that's a, a great – he's a great hand. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. I think SmackDown. I'm not the biggest fan of SmackDown. SmackDown is a so lot. much better than Raw. I I, I think <laughs> I, you know what, you know what, you know what drags me into Raw the cruiserweights. Well, yeah. I think, well, I mean that's. I think that's maybe one of the best things that they uh, have done in a very long time. Which that's just going to be super confusing soon. Oh my God, Anthony Anthony Nice. Oh yeah, and then they're getting their own show too. Like, what is that? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah, but it's going to air after SmackDown. It's like. 
Like, yeah. I, why won't you put that on like a Thursday to kind of counteract uh, TNA Impact, which won't be along, around for too much longer? Mm-hmm. That just continues. Like, we had high hopes on this podcast for TNA at some points. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just like the drama just continues. In use and the drama, just, this grand championship that's there, which is ridiculous. Which is awful. Yeah, that's so stupid. I mean, I mean, I understand they're trying to do it. And now Billy Corgan's not involved anymore. And now he's like bashing them to all holy heck. Mm-hmm. Um, which Bam yeah, Boston to thoughts him, on though. any of the thoughts on all the uh, current champions? Kevin Owens, I'm very happy with. You know, I've said on this podcast, I don't think he'd ever get signed with WWE, but now look at him. He's the WWE champion. And he's been on the podcast. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's been here. Mr. Been Steen. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Steen. Um, <laughs> independent wrestling-wise, Andy Williams. That's all I got to say. Uh, Andy, if you don't know who the, he is... The he's singer? A, no. no he's, he's the guitar player in this band called Every Time I Die. Oh, I've, I've seen... Yeah, yeah, I've seen... He's a, he, he was a huge wrestling fan, and he's been training with... Um, uh, it's like Smash Wrestling, and he's been training with like Pepper Parks, who mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what his TNA name is, nor do I really care. Uh, it's Allie. Yeah. Something um, Braxton, maybe? Yeah, yes, that's that's it. Um, Andy Williams, and now he's like, it's crazy too because I've been he he hasn't he's always been like a big dude, but now that he's like really cleaned up his diet and everything like that, he's ginormous. And some of the pictures that he posts on his uh, social media accounts and stuff like that, it's like wow. But anyway, I'm excited for Andy Williams to be on the independent wrestling circuit. Hopefully, Um, uh, let's see. As I said, the cruiserweights are great. Anthony Nice, wow. That's all mm-hmm. I gotta say. Somebody that's been on the show. He's been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Psycho Circus. Um, I'm very happy for him. Um, I don't. I fell off in New Japan after uh, you know half the ball club left. But <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> when the good now. half left, right? Band yeah, I mean no? the Bucks. The, the, the Bucks and Kenny Omega are still good. I'm glad that Trent, uh, you know, is a, a focal front of New Japan. He's really getting to, to show his talents. Um, even though I don't get a lot of more best friends uh, shoot interviews, which are always so good. Yeah. So, yeah. so good. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Really? Um, PWG is still the best wrestling on the planet. Mm-hmm. Thoughts um, on NXT? NXT's great. I'm excited that uh, Mickey James is coming back. I think hopefully that'll be a really hard-hitting match. Yeah. Um, and you, You're not going to the Garden, are you? No, I'm not going to the Garden. When was the last time you went to a wrestling event? Well, oh, was the last Coliseum? Coliseum? Yeah, it was the last Coliseum show. Which hmm. they just got a new name, and I respect the, new- the hell out of NYCB. NYCB, yeah. What is it? New? The new Nassau Coliseum? No, no, that's not their new name, though. Oh, uh, uh, NYCB Bank? No. Yeah, but that's not. That's what like the, the Westbury Music. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum presented by New York Community Bank. NYCB. Really? Yeah, so I get I respect the hell out of, of the NYCB for keeping the Nassau Coliseum name intact. Because a lot of arenas and a lot of stadiums these days, I mean, Joe Louis yeah, Arena they- is closing. That's one of the last arenas that, that don't have, like, naming rights. Madison Square Garden still going strong. Well, that's always yeah, going to go strong. Yeah, but I mean, there's yeah. just, there's a bunch of ones like Yankee Stadium. They don't have they don't they have tons of sponsors, but like they're Yankee Stadium as opposed yeah. to City Field, who's got City Bank or Barclays yeah, Center, who's Barclays Bank. Yeah, so. yeah. I was gonna go to the actually I was gonna go to the what is it the SmackDown show or the Raw show at um 
Barclay Center. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it, but I'm like, eh, nah. Wait, which? Yeah. Monday Night Raw? I don't know. It's on the day after Christmas, I think, is SmackDown oh, yeah. MSG. No, no. Um, uh, it's uh, The show at Barclays is on a Monday, right? No, it's on a Wednesday. Oh, it's a Wednesday? Oh, so then yeah, maybe the- that's the Raw brand one. Because yeah, they have, they do have on a on a Monday competing with Monday Night Raw. Not competing. I don't know why I say SmackDown. that. SmackDown. Yeah, so SmackDown will be at the Garden. So. Yeah. Well, you know, it's that um, you know, it's that weekend. Uh, you know, it's that the uh, the holiday tour. Yeah. That they always do right after. They always started in New York because you know, you know, yeah, everybody, everybody's in New York for the cities for the mm-hmm. the cities. Everyone's in New York for the holidays. So. Yeah. yeah. So that's always like a, a last last minute thing. If I go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing too. I like mentioned it to Rachel, and she's like, "Okay, we can go." I'm like, "We can go to Juniors beforehand." She's like, "Oh, okay." Is that far from Barclays? I don't know. I think it's like a couple of uh, couple blocks walking distance. Would you Not take, too sure. Would you take the kids? No. <laughs> Keep them with Nana. <laughs> when, well, I, I mean, when are they gonna? Have they ever been to a wrestling show? Yeah. No, I'm gonna. I gotta wait till like Jordan's like five, even though he's the biggest New Day fan in the world. That's fun. Yeah, you're, you're, you're gonna wait and like New Day is not even gonna be a thing anymore, and be like, I want to see I, New Day. I know. Well, I was trying to watch NXT yesterday. He looks at me and goes, "Daddy, no New Day." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, no." I'm like, "No, buddy." Yeah, it's but fine. yeah, but but it's, it's Roderick Strong over here. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, "No," he's like, "No, Daddy, New Day." And then he does the whole, "Don't you dare be sour." Clap for your world famous tag team chance and feel. He does the whole thing with it. Um, and uh, he is getting a box of bootios for Christmas. That's, that's awesome. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, Jordan. Jordan, sorry. Santa's, 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 get, Santa's getting you a box of bootios and getting Daddy the uh, New Day N64 uh, style shirt. <laughs> that's so, awesome. I think, the last time, I think the last time you were on the podcast, New Day were still champions. Yeah. They, no, they, I mean, they, they are still champions. They'll, well, be, yeah. they'll be demolition. I want that so bad. Because, yeah, and no, it's I like don't... people are trying to like, oh, why, 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 why should New Day beat Demolition's record? It's like, ooh, like Demolition ooh, wasn't ever that great of a tag team. No, like, they were a rip off. Uh, they were a rip off Legion of Doom. It's like yeah. go back and look. Like their wrestling abilities and stuff. It's just like it wasn't. They weren't. I mean, yeah, they were wrestlers and stuff. And I'm not gonna like. I'm not here to knock Demolition or anything. But I guess once you've just seen them alive and up close and personal. In a in an independent wrestling setting. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just it's just all illusions and everything go away completely. Yeah, pretty um, much. That's um, what was I gonna say. Okay, I know we, you guys are gonna talk about Raw and everything like that, but uh, the New Day gets my uh, best costume of the year. Oh, yeah. best Halloween costume. Down. Hands down. Someone's like, oh, I saw somebody on Twitter was like, they're dressing up like the Nation of Domination. I'm like, no, they're not. No. They're all dressing up like Charles Wright. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. I, I I love the fact that they had Kama Mustafa, Papa Shango, and, and the, the Godfather. Godfather. Yeah, it was. If only you had Kama too. Oh, I was yeah. disappointed there was no Godfather. Oh, that was good. Or or what was he? The Soul Taker, right? Yeah, I, in Memphis. Taker. I think so. I think so, but but that's basically that seems like it would be like a Papa Shango type of thing. That was so good. Yeah, that was that was so good. Got so, agree with you on that. Yeah, it was pretty great, right? All right, well, I'm gonna go. Thank you everybody for listening to us for uh, 300 episodes. 
Um, and I hope my feminine voice and me doing the dishes uh, didn't bother you at much because my son's at school and my daughter is sleeping in her car seat right now. And I have to go pick my son up from school. So <laughs> she, She's not in the car, though, right? No, she's been sleeping for the past two hours. It's been, it's been glorious. I'm sure. But thank you very much for joining us on Marking Out episode 300. The Cubbies, it took 108 years, and hopefully it's not going to – we'll have you on uh, by the time one, before 108 days hits. Well, we have hopefully a six – like what, what do we have, a, a six-year episode coming up soon? Uh, oh, I, yeah, in February. In February, yeah. So maybe I got to come back for the uh, the old 600 ski. Which, spoiler alert, Dave, is more than 108 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing, did you see all like the weird like 108 um, things that were posted? Yeah, like There's sliced 108... bread. Uh, what? Sliced bread wasn't invented at that time. Oh, I was thinking like... All the number. Have you ever seen the show Lost? Of course, Brandon has because he was on no, it. I saw um, the final episode. Thought it was the dumbest show ever. Um, <laughs> all, all the numbers lead up to all the numbers added together are up, equal up to 108, and then you had to press that button 108 times. So they think the Dharma Initiative was behind the Cubs not winning the World Series for 108 years. Uh, there's 108 stitches on a baseball allegedly. Um, huh. Crazy, yeah, crazy, crazy. I saw, stuff. I saw that due to the 1994. MLB strike, the time continuum was off by a year, and that's why, that's why the in Back to the Future it was 2015 instead of 2016, nah. because they couldn't have taken into account that the MLB were going to strike in 1994. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. So they they could be, they could be right. <laughs> um, but all right, guys, I'll talk to you later. All right, have a good thanks, day. Thanks all for right. being on. No problem. Let's go Cubs again. <laughs> Later. Bye. Peace. So uh, let's move on to some sports entertainment. We had a pay-per-view this past Sunday at the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, Hell in a Cell. Yeah, good old Hell in a Cell. It opened well- up. The uh, very first match took place was a six-man tag team match. Uh, Cedric Alexander teaming up with Lince Dorado and Sin Cara to defeat Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, and Arya Davari. Uh, I, thought, I it a, thought it was smart to put them as the opener. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic way to open the show. Um, but I still, I don't get, like, I don't get the switching off between Rich Swan and Sin Cara. Uh, yeah, I... I mean, I, I understand it just because more people know Sin Cara, but even still, I don't get I don't get it. There's I I can but go. Then there's also but there's also that whole thing with like Sin Cara teamed up with Lindsay Dorado on the internet. yeah that's but it's like I still don't and I still don't it. understand why Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan weren't a team for for the for the Dusty Classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then on. Uh, on Raw, they did that little swap out, swap in and out for Sin Cara. Yeah. So it, I'm not too sure, but hey, it's it still worked out. It was still a good match. Um, do you think that they're going to continue with a lot of six way matches to expose more of the audience to the cruiserweights or no? I don't know. Um, when it first, when they first announced this match for the pay per view, I thought it was a scramble match. 
I that would be interesting. Gonna, I thought it was just going to be six of them in the ring to, to figure out who would be number one contender, but... That... I forgot, what, what was that used to call, uh, be called in ECW? I forgot. Where, like, with Tajiri and Super Crazy, uh, it was kind of like a Lucia Libre... I forgot what it was called. Like the triangle. But, yeah. But I was thinking it would be pretty cool to see, like, Psychosis come into the Cruiserweights or something. I I wish I, wish. Right? I absolutely I think, wish. Yeah, I wouldn't I mind. Cool. I wouldn't mind Hoovy coming back either. And it's like I, it's so cool. The only reason I would be against Hoovy is because well, he has that attitude. Yeah, I mean he's. I released. I would before. rather super crazy. Yeah, I would like to see him back too. And talking about all that, what about where's Tajiri? Yeah, I don't know, but. Uh, next up, you have Roman Reigns picking up the victory and retaining his U.S. championship against Rusev in a Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and I didn't like they were all the the commentators were like, "Oh my God, this is such a brutal match!" Blah blah blah. And it's like we've seen brutal, more brutal matches, definitely from Roman Reigns. I'm not, I mean, probably from Rusev also, but it's like uh, nothing happened in this match. Yeah, it was very bland for a Hell in a Cell match. I like yeah they used the cage yes they used other things within the cage but and it's like everyone's like tweeting about like oh my god well not everyone WWE is tweeting about or predominantly WWE is like oh this hell in a cell is making history blah 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 but it's like in from years from now the the hell in a cell Mick Foley's hell in a cell thing is celebrating like an anniversary or whatever and it's like in in years from now, how many Hell in a Cell matches are you going to actually remember? Yeah. Like, how many... I'm, I'm, I'm not going to remember any of these. Yeah, yeah. None of them stuck out. No, I'm not going to remember in, any of them. In 18 years from now, how many... Who who can you name? I'll be uh, able to I, name Mankind versus Undertaker. Yeah, I just Cactus remember Jack Mankind versus Triple H. Yeah, uh, Diesel HBK. No, Undertaker. What? Undertaker HBK, right? What? No. Who is HBK against? <laughs> no. What? Well, HBK versus the very first one you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Why am I drawing a blank? <laughs> it was Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about WrestleMania 28 for a second. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking <laughs> about the first. I just, I, yeah, I thought it was Undertaker. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, even that one, I don't think is like. I mean, I just remember. I would just remember some of it because it was the first. Yeah, but... no, I mean, like, if you want, like, for Hell in a Cell, the thing I, I mentioned before was Taker and Mankind from King of the Ring, Triple H and Cactus Jack from No Way Out. Maybe people remember Undertaker versus Bossman because of the ending of that match where he was hanged. And then maybe you'll remember the Armageddon six man Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, I was just thinking about that with the Rikishi spot. Maybe you'll remember Brock Lesnar and Undertaker, but barely. I I already forgot it. And then there's just like like little bits and pieces of things that I'll remember. It's like I'll remember bits and pieces of Undertaker, uh, DX versus uh, Vince, Shane, and Big Show. I won't remember the full thing at all. I'll remember bits I, and pieces well, of DX versus Legacy. I'll remember the fact that they had a match. I won't remember the match. 
Okay, do you like do you un do you understand that Randy Orton and, and Sheamus have had a Hell in a Cell match? No. I don't even remember. Mark Henry versus Randy Orton? No. Mm mm. CM Punk versus Ryback, I'll remember because of Oh, they went back to back years. Which one do I remember? See? Can't remember. <laughs> I can't well, remember which one I remember. Yeah, I see your point. Point is made. Orton's made uh, a bunch of these matches, man. He uh, like he's gone like back to back matches. He's got Randy Orton versus D. Bry in 2013. John Cena versus Orton, 14. Mm -hmm. But it's like nobody's gonna remember that. No. Next up, you had Bailey picking up a victory over Dana Brooke. I I don't have anything to say about this match. She should have been in the main event. I after seeing the direction that she's going in, I question whether or not she should be on the main roster right now. Because well, that's WWE's fault. Yeah, they're going to allow her to go to waste. Um, gun, uh, I almost said Guns and Roses. Guns <laughs> and Gallows, the club, picked up the victory over Cass and Enzo. Good old EC. Um, fun match. Was it? I thought so. I... There was just nothing. There was nothing of substance from in this. The, the feud means the feud is nothing. There's nothing to the feud. So it's like the club is dull. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. Do you but, think uh, that they have to be? I don't know. They, do I? It's weird to think that Balor could have changed, been the deciding factor in all of this. Yeah, he could have been the entire the chain, the connection of that chain with the Guns and Gallows that just. Poor time, bad timing. Even still, like AJ Styles could have been it. Yeah, but they haven't. But it's like in that sense, I'm also happy that AJ Styles went his own way because he's now WWE champion. Not to say he couldn't <laughs> have been WWE champion without the club. I mean, with the club, but I'm I'm more happy seeing AJ by himself because he's like he's getting a chance to do more things than. Well, I mean, they did do AJ with the club. No, but I meant like continuing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. I hear you. But up next for the WWE Universal Championship inside the Hell in a Cell, uh, which solidified the women as the main event, Kevin Owens retained the championship over Seth Rollins. Uh, this was, I think, the best match of the night. I, I agree. I thought it was a lot of fun. And what about that uh, that cannonball spot? That was fantastic. I like. I would. I wish Two K Seventeen had that as like a way to break out of the cage. That would be sick. That was such an awesome spot. That was like one of the best cannonballs he's ever uh, ever done. Yeah, I, I agree. He's using. He's trying to use the fire extinguisher. It goes mm -hmm. off into the referee's eyes. They open the cage. Chris Jericho runs in, locks the door. Mm hmm. I thought that was great. They went through all the tables and stuff. Yeah. Used their surroundings. It, it was fun. It was good. Yeah. Awesome match. And Kevin Owens came out on top. Yeah. Uh, Brian Kendrick took on TJP for the Cruiserweight Championship and defeated the champion, Brian Kendrick, your new Cruiserweight champ. Uh, very happy to see him as champion. Long time, I mean... He was gone from the WWE for such a long time, and now to be back in this in a championship role in 2016 is just 
I would have never thought it. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's so much, so much better too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not to say TJP is a bad person, bad wrestler, because he's not. I'm just more entertained with Brian Kendrick. Yeah, I agree. I'm more entertained by his heel tactics too. Right now, I feel like he's more fun to watch. Yeah. Up next was for the WWE Tag Team Championships. New Day, Big E Langston and Xavier Woods were defending those titles and lost the match, but did not lose the titles because it was by disqualification. Uh, So Cesaro and Sheamus did pick up the victory here, Um, but Francesca too is gone. Uh, It's very unfortunate. Very unfortunate that Francesca, too, is gone. But it was a fun match. Yeah, I like this. I mean, it's it's always great to see New Day out there. And I'm kind of, it stinks that Cesaro and Sheamus won by DQ. But do you think that they're trying to set something up for the future? I mean, it really makes me question. Well, this DQ with- finish makes me question whether or not uh, New Day is going to break Demolition's record. I, I still, I, I hope they do. But, um... I mean, the way the match even ended with, like, Woods was tapping. Yeah. Woods tapped out. But the referee didn't see that because Kofi Kingston hit hit uh, Sheamus with Trouble in Paradise. Mm-hmm. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Well, you see, that's, that's why I'm, like, going back and forth, whether or not they're trying to get the fans and crowd used to the New Day losing. I, I'm trying to check the gauge of the reaction a little bit. Well, it's only, literally, it's only like a month and a half left. Yeah, that's true. So That's not too, that's not too long if you've gone this far, I mean. Yeah, it's not at all. Yeah, so so. I, I'm, I'm hoping for that. And I think that they can do it. But the main event of the evening saw the WWE Women's Championship defended for the first time ever inside of a Hell in a Cell match. For the first time ever, uh, WWE main roster pay-per-view headlined by women. Mm -hmm. Charlotte defeated Sasha and became the new women's champion. Which in my book means that that women's championship means nothing because it in how many months? Seven months, the championships changed hands five times. Yeah. And, yeah. And there's it's... only been two champions. And what what about that entire the entire start of the match was just bizarre a bit. Uh, really? that, that that the start of that match. Yeah, really, let's talk about that. That there were parts of it that I was like. No, 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 never mind. No, I was pissed off during it. I was fully yeah. pissed off during it. You, you were very because, because it's like it was so cliche. I get like yeah, maybe they ha- they have to do it or whatnot, but well, I was okay. So I go back and forth because I was a fan. I was okay with it because it built up the match a little bit more, gave Banks that more boost, but it was an unnecessary boost with the crowd. She didn't need it. And the way that it ended up playing out with her, uh, them calling off the match, getting her on a stretcher, getting ready to reel, uh, wheel her out of there, 
And then the announcer announces that the match has been decided that Charlotte is going to be the new champion. And while they're doing that announcement, she get, she starts fe- uh, fighting off all of the EMTs. Yeah, all and, of a sudden, she becomes Superman and, and, and can get up and, and move. Yeah. I don't... She had a burst of energy, but it was just a... It was odd. I mean... Like, I went through this whole thing. I was like, there's no way the women are going to be going through the cage. There's no way they're going off the cage. There's no way at all that they're going to come close to a Mick Foley spot. Mm-hmm. And they had that one point where where Charlotte was climbing and Sasha was climbing. And then I, I, I really, I thought for a second I was going to be eating my words where uh, Charlotte was going to like rip Sasha Banks right off the cage and, and put her through the commentary table. Yeah. That didn't happen. Um, for whatever reason, they had Sasha Banks, like, kick Charlotte away or something. And then Sasha was just waiting on the cage. Just waiting. Just waiting. Charlotte comes up and then, oh, look at that. I just fit magically. I'm on, I'm on Charlotte's shoulders. Mm-hmm. For a powerbomb. Yeah. Like, why, that, that's, that really pissed me off because that just, like. <clears throat> Do you think that they delivered as the main event? Or do you think it, they? Do you think that they should have been the main event? I think I think Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho and uh, and Seth Rollins was a better match. But but booking wise, do you, would you agree with putting the the women's division as the main event? No, not not in this case, no. But if it was like Becky versus Sasha, then yes, or it, Bailey versus Sasha. It also, I mean, it depends on on what it was. Mm-hmm. This no, this didn't live up to what it needed to in my books. I I agree. I think that it was a bad way to send home the fans. I don't think that they were sent home happy with this conclusion. I thought the match itself was was a decent match. After we got through all the stupid outside the ring stuff, cliche stuff, mm-hmm. and then it was just like it, out of nowhere it ended, and yeah. Charlotte won. That. Yeah, it was very abrupt, too. It was just... Uh, it was weird. I, I, I think that they botched the end. That table spot. I think that she was supposed to... Banks was supposed to go through the table. That's why they oh. did that spot twice. I think she was supposed to go through the table and get pinned right there. I don't then, think and that... And then she... you have Ric Flair talking about stuff that, like, oh, some things that they wanted to do in the match got, like, that WWE wouldn't let them do. Yeah, okay. So I don't yeah, like what like what like what is Charlotte gonna do? She's gonna jump off the cage or something? Put maybe they were supposed to do one of those falling through the table spots. Mm-hmm. Like outside the ring. Yeah. But then it's just turned into Charlotte probably missing her cue. Cause that's what it seemed like. She took way too long to get to Sasha Banks for that power bomb spot to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I think that table spot really slowed down the match, especially at the end because she couldn't break the table. I mean, they tried to We're talking to about two separate first. tables, by the way. Are we? Yeah, I'm talking about the commentary table. Oh, okay. I, I know which spot you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. But that was Hell in a Cell. The prediction wise, I came out on ahead of this one, five to three. 
So, yeah. Let's well, talk. Congratulations now. for beating me, huh? Hey, episode 300. There you go. Good way to start. But let's kick off now with some more sports entertainment and talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which kicked off like Monday Night Nitro <laughs> with uh, Goldberg coming out to speak about Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman cut him off. I'm sure this is the promo that they were hoping for last week. Yeah. When they were in Brock Lesnar's hometown. I would assume so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so for whatever reason, I guess to get Goldberg over more, they had Rusev interrupt, who was in the same exact spot a few few years ago with The Rock. Yeah. The same exact thing where comes out, trashes Goldberg, leads to brawling, leads to Goldberg what? falling. Yeah, it leads to Goldberg falling. Leads to WWE editing that out for YouTube. Jackhammer on Rusev, Spirit of Paul I Heyman. I thought that was hilarious where he stumbled. Where, uh, yes, uh, yeah. Which he blamed on ring rust, but. Yeah, about that. But, uh, and then they were somebody, I saw the news picked it up. It's like, my God, the first spear that Goldberg's hitting 12 years or whatever. And it's like, no, not true. We've, <laughs> he made news a few years ago for hitting a spear on that baseball player. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and he did, he, he did the stuff last year at City Field, too. That's true. So. That's very true. But I, I, didn't, I didn't think Rusev, that was not necessary. Not necessary at all. You have Roman Reigns in the main event after that grueling pay-per-view that they want to say, like, oh, it's so grueling, one of the worst matches, blah, blah, blah. And then Rusev just gets beat up by Goldberg. Yeah. I, yeah, that didn't make sense to me either because you hype up Rusev with that match and then you do this. Mm -hmm. It's bad, 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 bad booking. Up next, the first match of the evening. It was Halloween. Uh, we saw a trick or street fight match between Enzo Amore, who picked up the victory over Luke Gallows. I uh, Originally, when they first showed the graphic, I thought it was a tag team match, but it was not. Mm -hmm. um, a bunch of spots had me disappointed here. Yeah, I am... I... I'm not a fan of these matches, these gimmick matches. I don't like them. I don't think that they're fun. Well, Sometimes I mean, you have a funny it, spot, yeah, but I'm not. It, I like, don't get a kick out of it. Like you could clearly see when when Enzo was was dunking Gallo's head in the the barrel of apples. Like Gallo's, you can clearly see he puts an apple in his mouth. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. And then. Uh, the finish when Cass put the pumpkin on Gallo's head and it like didn't fit and Enzo misses a DDT from the top rope because I'm sure Gallo's couldn't see Enzo. Yeah. But they still had to sell it as if that was the finish. And that, mm -hmm. was the, that was the actual finish. Yeah, that DDT was the end of the match with the smashed pumpkin. He didn't even connect, but whatever. But, um, I mean, there were parts of this that I did like. Like Which Enzo, parts? Enzo and Cass being dressed as Buzz and Woody. Yeah, that was given, funny. Given their promos, I thought it would have been even better if Cass's boot actually had Andy written on the bat, the bottom. 
given yeah. that's what he said he was going to do to Carl Anderson. Yeah. But, uh, and then it's like, I also, I don't mind spots like when, uh, like, Carl Anderson got up on the ring apron and he mm-hmm. got, got hit in the face with the pumpkin pie. Yeah. And then went through the table. I don't mind stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. I, if, I would be super pissed if food got on me and I was sitting ringside. <laughs> like, I don't know how food Brandon did. was already pissed off enough that he got spit on by uh, BXB Hulk. Yeah. So food, maybe I don't know. I think you would have been more pissed off with the uh, with food, dude. If uh, pumpkin guts splattered in my face, I'd be furious. Yeah, probably. If whipped cream got on me, like I, that's like the, when when Carl Anderson went through the table. Mm-hmm. Whipped cream. I think it was whipped cream went everywhere, and they had to have gone onto fans. Even the same thing with the pumpkin guts when they were throwing pumpkin guts everywhere. Yeah. How does that not hit the fans? Makes you wonder. Yeah. I mean, I I agree with you. I wouldn't want to be hit with any any of the items from ring, uh, around the ringside. I got I mean, pissed. Items. I got super pissed one time. I went to uh, a baseball game and somebody like knocked into me and spilled beer on me. Mm-hmm. It was like a splash of beer, but I was super pissed. <laughs> That's I don't unfortunate. Want, I want other people's food on me and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this next match. TJP picked up victory over Brian Kendrick by countout. Uh, it was a rematch from the night before. Yeah. Uh, then after the match, TJP. No, 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 no. no. The end. Kend- did you did you watch this full match? Or, or was a little it, bit. I or wasn't was it edited out. Did you see the stupid stupid ending? Ken, um, like Kendrick goes to get back in the ring, mm-hmm. slides back out, only to have the referee count nine and ten. Oh, I didn't. I didn't pay attention. I don't. I like maybe the referee. I mean, maybe Brian Kendrick forgot the ending of the match. Yeah. Because it's like, possible. The the commentary. I think commentary was like, "What? Well, how come that didn't break the count?" Like he rolled yeah. into the ring. Same that we've seen everybody else do in the past. Yeah. And then, yeah, it should have broken the, the count. But I guess. But at least he's still. Maybe they're maybe they were coming down to the limit. No, he must have. That must have been the ending of the match, and, and he must have goofed on it. Nah, he got into the ring and then slid out for nine and ten. Yeah, and the referee, the referee yeah, still counted nine to ten. So, yeah, but like you were gonna say, T.J. Perkins attacked Brian Kendrick afterwards outside the ring, locked that T.J. clutch on or whatever it is. Yeah. So, but right. I'm happy that Brian Kendrick is champion. I agree with you. Hopefully, they'll settle this feud because I want to see Kendrick take on a few other competitors. I think the TJP needs to switch out with someone. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that he won the tournament and everything, the classic, but still. Um, next up, you ended up having a good old time with Mick Foley. Yeah, who was out there to talk about Survivor Series. And Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho came out and basically just made fun of Mick Foley for having every every cell match he's been in, or for for losing every match that he's been in, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Owens winning every Hell in a Cell match that he's been in, which is just one. That's but, an interesting fact. <laughs> yeah, but uh, then they asked to be co-captains of the Survivor Series team. And Mick Foley brought out Roman Reigns. 
And I don't know if we got a clear-cut answer as to who will be the the the, the leader, captain. the captain of the team. But uh, Chris Jericho ended up running down the United States and said that he'd still make a better champion than Roman Reigns. And uh, he he was basically egging on Roman Reigns about a match. And Reigns got into his face and he goes, I'm not too beat up to beat you up. And Mick Foley made Clever. it. Mick Foley, well, I don't think that's what he said. <laughs> but uh, Mick Foley made it official as the main event. And Chris Jericho goes, no, no. No, he was like pissed off that Foley was doing that. I, yeah. That like that whole segment I could have done without the ending. I liked. I liked the ending of that segment. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, up next was a battle royal to be a member of Team Raw, and the only person dressed up on this episode for Halloween in a match. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that because Enzo and Cass were dressed up. The only person dressed up in this match was Darren Young, who was in costume as Bob Backlund. I was actually surprised that only one person dressed up for this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't understand why more people didn't dress up. I figured that would be if, the, if that was if that was the women. Oh yeah, every single one of them up. would have had a costume. Yep. But uh, Braun Strowman won, so he's on Team Raw. I don't know. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not opposed to it, but what'll what'll it be? I don't know. I'm interested to find out, though. I'm very happy that he got that victory. I mean, let's also not forget that Sheamus turned on Cesaro in this match. I mean, yeah, it not much of a surprise there, but still, it did take place. Yeah, they. So I mean, they both eliminated. I mean, they both got eliminated. So yeah, one after another. So can't can't ignore that they are still uh, not on the same page and going at each other. But I'm a fan. Uh, well, I'm not an actual fan. But <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I'm not a ceiling fan or anything like that. But. Are you kidding me? Is that what? You, <laughs> then <laughs> what are you then you have. What's that? It's like, are you kidding? I was just mumbling. Like, what the, yeah. What kind of thing? Uh, who says that? Well, I'm not a fan. Although I used to say I'm I'm cooler than a fan, more chill than an icebox. Nice. That's what I used to say. Hold so. as ice? No. Ready to chill. sacrifice? Chill like an icebox. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. up next was probably the greatest moment of the night. Chris said it earlier. Uh, New Day, cutting a promo on all the SmackDown tag teams, uh, absolutely killed it. Absolutely killed it. Biggie Langston was Kama Mustafa, Xavier Woods, Papa Shango, and Kofi Kingston was the godfather. Yeah, it was hilarious. And then, I like the part where, uh, uh, Woods, his hat fell off during the promo, and Kofi picked it up and put it back on him. I, I thought that it was just funny in, it's, in general. It's weird, though, that they didn't have anything bad to say about American Alpha, though. Yeah. They, like, trashed every other team. Like They were like, American Alpha, we... No, they're good. We don't have anything bad to say. I, I actually was a fan of that. I like that they didn't trash them. Yeah, I, but they trashed the Hype Bros. What kind of... What is that? Yeah, I, I, that's bogus. Bogus. <laughs> bogus. Yeah. But uh, up next was what we were talking about before. Uh, Rich Swan teamed up with Cedric Alexander and Lince Dorado to defeat Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, and Davari. 
Um, another fantastic match with the Cruiserweights. I agree. I, I thought that I, it was a good match. Swan pinning Nice. I think this is the first time Nice has been pinned. I'm not sure. I think this is the first time that Nice is being uh, defeated on Raw. I think Gulak's got probably some of the coolest reversals that I've ever seen. They're just like... He's so good. It's it just... It's so... It, like, they're so quick and fluid. It just... It's just so good. Mm-hmm. It goes right into the next... Into the pin and, or whatever he reverses it into. It's so good. Yeah. But, and I like the spot where uh, Cedric Alexander dove out on the outside at the same time that Lince Dorado was outside and did a moonsault onto two of them. Yeah, I thought that was a cool spot as well. And I, I really, I, I, wanted, I thought Nice, I thought they were going to win. I thought they were going to win that match. I think maybe they should have. Just because they lost the na- day before, yeah. maybe you should have had them pick up the victory instead of two in a row. I didn't like the way uh, Rich Swan pinned Tony Nice, but it, it, uh, he kind of slipped on, on that bridge. Oh, oh, I was I was like, fine with that. He caught it. I mean, yeah, he, he had to like, readjust. Yeah, I thought the. I, was I mean, I, I like the kick. The kick was nice. Yeah, but even with the pin, I mean, yeah, I it just like took pin. a quick readjustment. Yeah, no, I don't like the pin. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, speaking of other things, I didn't like Charlotte coming out as her coronation or whatever it was, uh, basically calling out Bailey as the weak link of Team Raw. Which, I mean, come on. You all know who the weak link of Team Raw is. Yeah. Uh, that being Charlotte. And then the next person that she introduced, having to face Bailey, which was Nia Jax, also a weak link of Team Raw. Um, but I think the, the best part of that segment was seeing people we knew. Yeah. How they're working. Same thing with Hell in a Cell. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That they were part I, of, I agree. Part of Charlotte's... Entrance at Hell in a Cell, carrying her to the ring. Um, but that led into Nia Jax picking up the victory over Bailey. Yeah, how about that? Well, actually, no. It, it, I, I, I said it last week, did I not? Or the week before that Nia Jax is going to have to come in and defeat Bailey or they have to have a feud. Yeah, but I just I think it's dumb. It's like they were like building it up as if we've never seen Bailey defeat Nia Jax before. Yeah. And it's like, come on, don't you're not the men in black. You're not erasing our memories. It happened. We've seen it. Yeah, NXT we know. is WWE. It's a thing. I just like yeah. I I don't like what they're doing with the Raw's women division. SmackDown SmackDown couldn't be more pleased with it. But, uh, yeah, but Monday Night Raw, they're not utilizing it to the to the no, yeah. and I'm just not really, I'm not a fan of Nia Jax, but I think this is important for Bailey to be in a feud with her. But yeah, but more... it, doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. It was like you're Bailey, you're the weak link of the team. You have to face Nia Jax. They're gonna yeah, be no, on the it, team the together. Setup, the setup didn't make any sense. Yeah, so. No, I'll, I'll agree that the setup was awful. Up next, though, we saw Cesaro and Sheamus team up to defeat the Shining Stars in a match that was way too long. Because why Why would we think that Cesaro and Sheamus could lose to Epico and Primo? Mm-hmm. I think they should. I mean, 
maybe have won a little faster than they did to be maybe looking a little bit more dominant? Yeah, that's one of the things that I was concerned with was that they didn't win it quick enough. I mean, it was like a, it was a maybe like a four minute match or something like that. But even still, I don't think like they, sh- Epico and Primo were getting moves in there. Maybe yeah. that maybe that shows. Oh, Sheamus and Cesaro aren't getting along or something like that. But I mean, they're Cesaro is one of the strongest dudes in WWE. Yeah, Sheamus is a brute. It's like they're both monsters. Like they could do it. They yeah. could do it a lot faster than four minutes. I agree. But speaking of monsters, uh, because it was Halloween, they sent our truth and Goldust to a haunted house, which I really can't help but think that the only reason why they did this was because of Jimmy Fallon and Kevin Hart. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you. But I, I didn't even enjoy this. I didn't find joy in it. I didn't find yeah. humor in this segment. I feel like it's one of those things where you, they reshot so many different scenes. I, I have no idea if they did that, but that did not make that haunted house in New England, wherever it was, look like I would want to go to it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so next up, you have your main of uh, no, yeah, your main event. Roman Reigns, the champion, pick up a victory over Y two J. KO at ringside. Well, uh, the victory was by DQ. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Which, Owens. It's like, got in, yeah. Come on, uh-huh. nobody saw it coming. What's that? I said nobody saw it coming. Yeah. Like Kevin Owens. A- oh, up Roman Reigns. Come on. Who else is going to be there? Who wasn't used on Raw yet? Seth Rollins. Duh. Obviously. Yep. Everyone was going crazy, but I, I just I wasn't happy with it. Very predictable. And it's like it's weird because normally, I'd be I'd be all for something with the Shield reuniting. Uh-huh. I would be growing going crazy myself, but I I think it, I just I had it. I it was like enough. I'm not. This is stupid. I I had enough. Uh, it was such a long match, like 16, 16, 17, 18, 20 minute long match, and and then it ends in a DQ. It's just I, like, I, hate, I hate those finishes. It's like 15, 20, like 20 minutes and then DQ. Yeah, I don't get it. Nah, but, but Monday Night Raw ended with Roman Reigns staring at Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens outside of the ring. And Seth Rollins staring at Roman Reigns, which I didn't, I didn't, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, very confusing. But that, uh, was, that was Halloween's Monday Night Raw. I don't understand how you don't have a Halloween party even backstage show segments like that or mm-hmm. even have like Boogeyman. I know you didn't want to see that. Oh, no, 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 I no. saw WWE did use Boogeyman for Halloween though. Yeah. They, you're scaring people in, in the store. Yeah. Very. Which by the way, did you see the Jimmy Kimmel video yet? Yes. I actually watched it yesterday. That was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. I actually was talking to Chris, uh, Right after I watched it, I asked him if he was going to do that to Jordan this year. So, but no, he's not. And he didn't. Yeah, well. Soon, though. Soon. Soon. He will do that. Um, It'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny to film a video. It's like me and you. It's like, hey, Dave, you remember how you went <laughs> trick-or-treating yesterday? And you're like, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I ate all your candy. <laughs> I wonder if people... If, <laughs> 
I wonder if people, but I bought that myself at CVS. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if anyone like has that on YouTube, like as an adult doing that. I don't know, but we shouldn't be spreading our our ideas for free. Well, you the... heard it here on Marking Out Three Hundred that that was our idea, and we 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 have it. It's ours. Yeah, that means it's copyrighted, trademark, yeah. licensed by us, so you can't steal it. Um, SmackDown. SmackDown kicked off with... SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, Kicked off with James Ellsworth out in ringside apologizing to Dean Ambrose for everything that's been going on. Yeah, and to say Dean, goodbye. Yeah, and to say goodbye. Which fans, they were super disappointed when he said that. Eh, except this guy sitting here right no, now. No, like fans in the arena, like they were like hardcore booing and like disappointed. Uh-huh. But he called out Dean Ambrose, and Ambrose came out and said he doesn't owe him an apology. And then AJ Styles came out and said that Dean Ambrose was holding Ellsworth back. And uh, Ambrose and AJ got face-to-face, and James Ellsworth is sitting there in between them, like, stop, 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 like holding them back. Mm-hmm. AJ pushed James Ellsworth into... Uh, Dean Ambrose made Dean Ambrose fall and then uh, hit an enziguri to Dean. And then he tossed yeah. Ellsworth ring out the ring. And, and then he uh, ended it with the phenomenal forearm. Uh, Ambrose. Yeah. Next up, you had Randy Orton pick up the victory over Kane in a no DQ match. Wyatt family getting involved in this match. But come on. But, yeah. On. Why? What's the point yeah. of these random stipulations here? I don't understand. Why is it all DQ, the DQs? Yeah. Why is it no DQs? Does creative literally have nothing? I mean, and then with the ending, where is Orton with the Wyatt family? I mean, well, I mean they have that have promo friends. later on with his eyes sparkling or whatever. Yeah, you have up Orton and Wyatt doing their, both of their uh, poses at the same time. I just, I, I mean, Orton doing this with the Wyatt family is making the Wyatts even less interesting. I agree. Are we going to end up seeing a tag team up be- between Orton and Bray Wyatt? Is that even interesting? That wouldn't help the tag team division. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. Maybe it would. No, no, that would not. Don't. Maybe it wouldn't. No, no, maybe it wouldn't. It would. No, it wouldn't. Uh, it would. I don't get that at all. Yeah. But up next after that, we saw Alexa Bliss and Carmella defeat Becky Lynch and Nikki Bella. Um, I honestly, I have no idea where Nikki Bella went in this match. Like one minute she's wrestling and then the commercial comes on and she's literally nowhere. Yeah, then she disappeared. It was literally just two on one after the commercial break. Yeah. There was no mention of where she was. There was no like footage of where she was. It just, it, it was weird. And then even like afterwards when Carmella and Alexa Bliss were cutting a promo on Team Raw, mm-hmm. like... Nikki was nowhere to be found. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, Bliss, I mean, uh, uh, Becky Lynch also was nowhere to be found, but, like, she just lost the match, so. Yeah. But, I mean, the promo was all about being on Team SmackDown for the women's match. So, like, and Nikki's team captain, like, shouldn't she have been out there? Mm-hmm. Even though I, I think so. Even though I mean I think that's stupid because the champion I think should be the team captain. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch I think should have been team captain. 
but I guess maybe I don't know for whatever reason they went with Nikki Bella and uh, Naomi's also on that team and Natalia is the coach because nobody wanted her on the team I guess I I don't I don't blame them and it's like will every team have a coach I would think so I wouldn't (laughs) I wouldn't think so maybe not but uh, up next after that was a super quick match where nothing really happened. American Alpha defeated the Spirit Squad to get on to Team SmackDown. So it's nice to see Spirit Squad still going strong. Uh, yeah. But it's even better to see American Alpha joining the team. Joining the Heat Slater, Rhino, and the, the Hype Bros. Yeah. Uh, next up, you ended up having Miss TV with uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, where Daniel Bryan was out there to announce Team SmackDown, where he announced Randy Orton, Baron Corbin, Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, and AJ Styles as the Team SmackDown, which I don't understand how Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt being on the team is best for SmackDown, as Daniel Bryan was saying. I think he kept saying best. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, he was trying to prove Miz wrong. Like, oh, Miz, you're not on it because we have the best people on our team, but it's like, how are Orton and Bray Wyatt the best when they are, they're currently people who can't be trusted? Yeah. And I, yeah, I and don't how get is, it. How's Baron Corbin best suited for this team since he's literally done nothing but say how he's a lone wolf and he doesn't care about anyone but himself. What? Mm-hmm. Like, how did he make a team? He talks about not caring about anyone but himself. How did he make a team? Sounds like a team player. I, I think he could be the uh, the glue to that team, holding everybody strong together. But I don't know. With uh, with Miz complaining about not being on Team SmackDown, I re- there's one spot on Raw left. I really, yeah. I really hope he jumps to Raw and and just to stick it to Daniel Bryan. And I kind of want to see him be like the last surviving member of Raw's team and win it over SmackDown. Hmm. That's an interesting thought process. Yeah. But, uh, and then Daniel Bryan was talking about, uh, he, he announced that Dolph Ziggler was going to be doing an open challenge next because mm-hmm. he he's a fighting champion and, and Miz doesn't, didn't take Ziggler up on his offer last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, he did that, but, uh, which I also don't get because if you're going to put Ziggler over there and say like he's better than Miz, why did he not make the team? Storyline purposes, I get it, because what happened afterwards, but... Still. Yeah, so Dolph Ziggler had a match, an open challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. uh, And who answered the call? It was Kurt Hawkins. Which, those stupid SmackDown facts. You know, did you see the SmackDown facts with his name spelled wrong? No. It was Hawkins. Uh, They're back at it. Those facts, they're so stupid. They don't even... Like they're not, like they're, um, they're awful. Why don't you if why don't you have a list of all of these the information before you start to put it out there for the world? Yeah, I, I forget who it was. Like they were li- oh Usos, I think were listed as three time tag team champions one yeah. week. Like, I don't understand. Maybe it's a game that they're playing. Let's see who notices. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, so Dolph Ziggler defeated Kurt Hawkins. Super kick, one, two, three. That's what it was. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm fine with that for, for the most part. 
But wasn't this Hawkins's yeah, debut? Yeah, this is his in-ring debut, yeah. So you're still okay with that? I, I am just given the fact... Well, I mean, the, look at the position Hawkins is in. Yeah. He's there doing that sort of thing. So it's not but like... for his debut match. He's not going to win. After hyping it. Yeah, but it's not like he's not going to win anything. All right. So is that a terrible thing? No, I, I, I see it. He can I still come back from that be like, fact, I wasn't ready. Something yeah, like that. fact, I wasn't ready. Fact, I slipped or something. I'm sure he could figure out something. Yeah, but uh, Dolph Ziggler was being interviewed by Renee Young afterwards and issued an open challenge at Survivor Series to anyone on the Raw roster. So, I mean, as Miz much as... Miz going to take it? Miz? Yeah. No, I, I want Miz on that Survivor Series team, but... As much as I would want, also I want Tony Nese on that Raw team. Don't think that's going to happen, obviously. But uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Dolph Ziggler versus Tony Nese. I don't think WWE in a million years would make that match, but... That'd be crazy. Yeah. Because Uh, who who else could answer a challenge for the Intercontinental Championship but the guy that just got beat up? No, Cruz is on SmackDown. Doesn't mean you can't no, still uh, no, no, answer no, a challenge. No, no, you can't answer a challenge for another team. They, um, they just want to do that. I'm realistically, I'm pretty sure we're going to see Rusev versus Dolph Ziggler again. That's hopefully, unfortunate. Hopefully not, but where else is Rusev placed? Nowhere. Yeah. Um, next up, you had Usos pick the victory over the Headbangers to qualify. Uh, did the Headbangers have entrances? They did, and it wasn't their real theme song. Well, no, I don't think they had an entrance. I think they were out there, but their music right? was playing. I don't like that. Well, I, I mean, think that time is stupid for people that aren't on the roster. Time constraint, though. Yeah, but even Spirit still, Squad to have, didn't have an entrance. Yeah, but Spirit Squad's been on there, been a constant like appearance, and Headbangers only once. I think that's stupid for them. The Headbangers needed an entrance because, especially with the uh, reaction to the entrance last time, maybe that's why they cut it out. I mean, they did their music. They had music playing when they showed them, but yeah, but we don't even have. Yeah, it wasn't even. I mean, they have the entrance music go, and they do their entrance during the dark, and then when it comes back, they stop the theme song during the dark, and then once the Cameras come back. They do the theme song again, halfway through or whatever. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. It's funny on uh, Talking Smack. Daniel Bryan was like trashing Raw for having to bring in guys from the Attitude Era, like mm-hmm. Goldberg. And I'm like, meanwhile, like I'm watching this. I'm like tweeting. I'm like, somebody tell Daniel Bryan that two people from the Attitude Era wrestled on his show tonight, and he just kept Why trashing. You- what? He- you should speak up about that. I did. I kept tweeting it. Yeah. You, I mean, you should speak to the powers that be. Like Daniel Bryan and be like, bro, you I, can't trash Raw for having Attitude Era guys when... I think so. I think it would work. When you had the headbangers wrestling. <laughs> um, and Goldberg, yeah. wasn't he like, can you call Goldberg an Attitude Era guy? Nope. I mean, technically, yes. Yeah, I wouldn't. But I, I wouldn't say referring. I would not refer to him as. No, not at all. Because, I mean, I mean, technically, yes, he is. No. How not? I would never acknowledge that. Yeah, but how not? 
the one is WCW. the attitude era. The attitude era is the wrestling era of nine, the nine, the late nineties. I don't think that when Goldberg came into the WWE that that was the. That's attitude. not what I said. You didn't even listen to what I just said. I said the <laughs> attitude era is the late nineties. Yeah. Okay. The WWE attitude era. Yeah, but it's still the Attitude Era. The Attitude WWE Era. No, you don't have to era. say WWE Attitude Era. You could just say Attitude Era. But it's only referring to WWE. That's not, I guess, the case anymore, maybe. Uh, next up in your main event, you had Dean Ambrose pick up the victory over AJ Styles in a non-title match. Um, this was to, to become number one contender. Yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. And James Ellsworth was banned from ringside, but he ran out during it, which you would have assumed James Ellsworth coming out would have solidified a loss for Dean Ambrose. But that was not the case. And uh, yeah. security was on their on the way to taking out Ellsworth from ringside, and AJ shoved him over the commentary well, table. Well, well, even before that, he, just, he caused a distraction before the security guards yeah, came out. Yeah, he ran out twice, yeah. Yeah, he caused a distraction for Dean Ambrose, and Dean Ambrose got hit with uh, the flying forearm or a super kick or something like that, where it was just one of those mo- another moment where it was just like wrong timing, Ellsworth. Yeah. So, and and then after Ellsworth got hit over the commentary table, uh, that led to the phenomenal forearm being rele- uh, released, reversed into dirty deeds for the win. Yeah, and security dragged him off Ellsworth, while he had the creepiest smile on his face. Very weird. It reminded me. It was like I've been avenged. I did good. <laughs> it, it, but like the smile, it was like I, it reminded me of when Vince McMahon revealed himself as the higher power. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looked I like. I can see that. Yeah. So, okay. but uh, I guess moving on from SmackDown to NXT really quickly. Uh, the Dusty Rhodes Classic Tournament, the quarterfinal matches aired this week. Um, interesting because they were done at a house show. Yeah. It wasn't the typical uh, Full Sail University arena. So it was cool. Different lighting, different angles. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first thing that they had, we had uh, Roderick Strong coming out in full gear. And Austin Aries making his way out ringside dressed in a suit, um, which he said he was not cleared to wrestle. We we knew last week we mentioned that eye injury. Yeah. So he was out. He was out for the match, and it was a singles match for a tag team tournament. Which... Yeah, they gave William Regal came out and gave them the option. They were like, in uh, in on like because we are athletes here and we can live up to that. You guys have the option. You can do a singles match, and the winner advances. And they agreed. Yeah, and Shane Thorne picked up the victory over Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. So TM61 will be advancing in that tournament. And then you had the Authors of Pain pick up the victory over No Way Jose and Rich Swan. And the final match of the evening saw Sanity defeat Kota Ibushi and TJ Perkins. Yeah, very surprising there, but I'm I'm very happy with these outcomes. I'm kind of I'm hoping that I'll be seeing Ibushi wrestle at the Garden. That would be pretty pretty at, sick at the theater at Madison Square Garden. I hate yeah. referring to that as the Garden. Well, they just had 
they just announced about that. Yeah. Right? Well, I have that written down. Like, yeah. But we could we could take a break right now on the 300th episode of Marking Out, and say that we will be right back here on Marking Out. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? This is DMC in the place to be, and the only place for you to ever be is right here, listening to Marking Out. That's all it's about. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 300 of Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Uh, yeah, this is episode 300, as mentioned a bunch of times before. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Pick up a t-shirt. Sales are coming, so check that out. Um... Yeah, some outside the ring news moving on from that. Literally just touched on it a second ago. Austin Aries suffered an orbital fracture from that kick from Nakamura, so that's why he couldn't wrestle. And uh, he actually underwent surgery yesterday for it. So I think he'll be out of action until early 2017. Which is interesting because I believe on uh, NXT this week, William Regal reported that he's going to be cleared next week to return to action mm. so that's kind of an interesting note which i mean it, is, it would still be cool like to have him fly in for those house shows yeah just to like cut promos or something or even be i mean i don't think they're going to team up him with roderick strong as like an actual tag team or anything but if they do decide to do that it would be cool to see him in the corner of Roderick Strong, but I'm sure he's not clear to be ringside. Yeah. So I, I never understand that the clear to be ringside. Well, I mean, it's still physical, so nah. things could happen potentially. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, speaking of those NXT events uh, in New York City and Boston, they announced the main events for the evening is going to be Nakamura teaming up with DIY. Uh, which, if you don't know by now, is Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa uh, taking on Samoa Joe and The Revival. Which I'm happy it's, like, not just, like, random, a random three-person tag team. Yeah, I think that it's, it should be fun, too. How much times have I said that something was fun? I, I don't know. This podcast, like, I think everything that I've said was like, oh, yeah, no, that was a fun match. Or, I wish they had more announced for this, though. Like, I'm going into this blind, basically. When is it? It's the 16th. Well, yeah, you have, what, one NXT? But it's not even, NXT it's not like, it, it's, not an, it's not an actual NXT event, though. It's not like, yeah. it's just a house show. If it's a house show, I'm sure it's not going to be, nothing's going to be announced outside of this. Right, which is weird because it's like I'm used to going to like WWE house shows where like the like not the full card, but a majority of the card is announced. Mm-hmm. This I just I mean I based I bought the tickets solely off of it, yo it's NXT at Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. it's arena. I mean uh, theater, not arena. <laughs> so like I, like I assume they have those signed posters for every event, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm hoping. I mean, it's Madison Square Garden, so I hope there's going to be like a cool poster or something. I can't see it happening. What do you mean? I can't see them having a poster for a house show. A hundred. I think they do have posters for every house show, though. Do they? I, I, I I really think that they do. I guess we'll find out soon, right? 
Yeah, two weeks, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Jinx, <laughs> you have to do the next one. <laughs> Fine. Well, next up, the WWE will be having a new weekly cruiserweight show debuting on the WWE Network called 205 Live. Did well, 205 it? Live. Did you get it, bro? 205? Is that the weight class? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Chris made mention of this earlier. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you. Uh, the first episode is Tuesday, November 29th at 10 p.m. Uh, Morrow and Corey Graves, uh, they're going to be doing the commentary. Said to be seen. Well, these guys are going to be in action. Brian Kendrick, TJP, Rich Swan, Norm Dar. Noam Dar? Noam. Noam Dar. Hold on. Cedric Alexander, Lindsay Dorado, Graham Metallic, Tozawa, Jack Gallagher, and Bollywood Boys. But, like, this is not making sense to me because, like Chris said it before, why don't they just, like, put it on Thursday or something else? Uh, why do we need this? Uh, yeah, I also, I don't understand I mean, that. you just announced the Cruiserweight division to take mm -hmm. care of this aspect. Mm -hmm. So there's really no reason to double dose. They said I mean, something, it was something along the lines, Triple H said something like, oh, we want to give people who are paying for the WWE Network, like, the most, we want to give them the, the best experience possible. And load the network up with the content that they want. And people want more cruiserweight action or whatever. But it's like, I don't understand like why we need a whole cruiserweight show if we have a cruiserweight champion. who well, like Was that going to be defended on Raw and SmackDown? I mean, Raw and yeah. 205 yeah, Live? I don't, I don't know. I mean... I just I don't, I don't understand it. And more importantly, one of my favorite parts about watching SmackDown every week... Talking Smack, which airs right after SmackDown at 10 p.m., apparently now Talking Smack is being pushed to 11, which it's like, I don't want to sit there having to watch every single every single Tuesday for, for how many hours? Four hours? Mm-hmm. Like, that's stupid. Which, I don't by get the, the way, pushback had, either. After Hell in a Cell, they had uh, Raw, Raw Talk. Uh-huh. Not as good as not nearly Cesaro it's... Cesaro and uh well not Cesaro. Uh Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens completely made that segment, but I, I mean I, they should not do that. Talking smack I... is where it's at. But that's what I don't want like I, why would they have uh. just a like you have SmackDown, random cruiserweights and then more SmackDown stuff. Like why it would doesn't, you put it it's not that making sense, make sense to me at all. Like just push it to Wednesday, push it to Thursday. You want something hot? Put it, push it to Friday. Push, push the cruiserweight live to Friday nights. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like production stuff that they can't do it Friday nights. I have no clue. Maybe Tuesday's the only night that works. I don't get it. Doesn't make sense. But I mean, I'm still looking forward to it in the same sense because these are guys that we've said that we wanted to see. And some of these guys weren't getting used on Raw. I mean, so is this going to be taped or this is going to be live, like after SmackDown? I have in no, the ring. I have no clue. I mean, give I mean, is this is this the inclusion of SmackDown with the cruiserweights with SmackDown? I mean, I, I understand why they wouldn't put it on Friday because it's adding more. What they were trying to do is reduce traveling and stuff. 
So, and you're just going to be adding another extra day to these cruiserweights that are, well, that are only traveling for Raw, I think. But yeah. even still, maybe this is that inclusion to what they were talking about with the SmackDown. Which, I, yeah, I don't, which wouldn't even make sense. It's like, because how is yeah. Kendrick on that? How is TJ Perkins? That's it. Yeah. No, yeah. So, but, yeah. I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, something else interesting to see, Mohegan Sun Arena tweeted out that The Undertaker is going to be making his return to the arena for the SmackDown's 900th episode on November 15th. So, that should be pretty interesting. Yeah, so will he be part of Survivor Series this year? Ooh, who knows? Hmm. Anthem Sports and Entertainment Corp and Impact Ventures announced Anthem has provided a credit facility to TNA to fund operations. Billy Corgan is no longer with TNA. Yeah, well. I know we haven't covered that all that TNA. Because uh, I, like, I literally can't. I don't know how to. Like, I don't know. Yeah, don't know who says what. Like, it's, there's too much. There's, it's such such a, a drama-filled thing that's going on. Yeah. And I said it earlier, Bam Roasted. Bam Rose to Billy Corgan for getting involved in a company that was, right. like, he was warned. Yeah. All the signs and premonitions and everything, they were there. Everything he pointed was, to no, and yeah. he did it anyway, and now he's screwed. He got yeah. screwed out of money. That's business. That's your yeah. fault. Mm-hmm. It sucks, but... Well, something that is your fault if you do not go to these events, because these upcoming events are going to be a lot of fun. On November 12th, Evolve 72 in Queens, New York, you're going to be seeing the Evolve Tag Team Champion, Drew Galloway, taking on Matt Riddle. Zach, Ethan Page will be taking on Sabre Jr. <laughs> Anything goes, match. Evolve Tag Team Champion, Dustin, taking on Drew Gulak. In a non-title match, Evolve Champion Timothy Thatcher will be taking on Fred Yehi. You got Chris Hero taking on Tracy Williams. And on the 13th of November in Joppa, Maryland, Evolve 73 will be taking place. The Evolve Championship will be on the line. Timothy Thatcher will be defending that title against Monday Night Raw's own Tony Nese. You got you, you didn't want to say that before for for Gulak or anybody? I see how it is. Well, it's a championship match, so. <laughs> Plus, I, I think I said. And that also, I was going to say you said Gulak. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, Evolved Tag Team Championship match: Drew Galloway and Dustin. <laughs> almost, almost right no, there. I, I was laughing at the fact that like you, you, you don't want to say it for get Gulak, and it's like, yeah, it was you, you said Gulak, not me. Yeah. So. Uh, they'll be defending against Tracy Williams and Fred Yehi. Uh yeah. Chris Hero is going to be taking on Matt Riddle. And Raw's own Drew Gulak taking on Sabre Jr. Now, you don't get to say Sabre Jr. also. I just stole two of yeah, you. Yeah, no, gonna... redo that. You got Drew Gulak taking on Zack Sabre Jr. You don't want to say Raw's own. <laughs> and Ethan Page will be taking on Chris Dickinson. Yeah, um, so go check all those out. Yeah. Um, also something to note, the PWI 50 came out for women's wrestling. Uh, this week, do we like? We'll go down from ten to one. Number ten was Sienna, nine Sexy Star, eight Gail Kim, seven Natalia, six Jade, five Bailey, 
for Becky Lynch, or Lynch A. Okay, relax. I don't know why there's an E. Uh, <laughs> I didn't type it up, so. Uh, number three is Asuka, two Sasha Banks, and one Charlotte. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, Charlotte, no. Should not be number one. Even though she had like that 13 pay-per-view in a row winning streak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just... First of all, the list pisses me off because you have Deanna Perrazzo who is absolutely busting her ass on the independent scene, killing it. I don't know what match she's up to now. It's probably... And she's not even recognized. Not even on the list. Not I... on the You have somebody who worked for NXT... Worked for ROH, worked for TNA in the same year, months from each other, yeah, weeks from each other, not even on the PWI 550 uh, list. Yeah, it's just wild. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, at least Paige is in the top ten. But even still, even still, like I don't know, she's she's pretty low on the list. She she's barely wrestled this year. I know. She shouldn't even be on there. Deanna Perrazzo should. Number 50. Can you guess who that is? Number 50. Can I guess who number 50 is? Give you a clue. (laughs) That was your clue. Hmm. Are you kidding me? She was suspended, and now she's back, even though she's not wrestling. Oh, okay. Yeah, isn't she supposed to be coming back soon? I have no idea. I have no idea where Eva Marie is. Um, she should be coming back soon. Yeah, I mean, Sasha Banks should be number one, I, in my opinion. I think Sasha Banks should be number one. I think number Bailey two, should be. Bailey, Bailey and should be a lot Charlotte. higher. I mean, given the facts from, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Actually, no, maybe Sasha, then Charlotte. But Charlotte, not one. Yeah. And then, like, Natalia shouldn't be up in the top ten. I, I don't what know how she, she made, yeah, I don't know how she made seven. Yeah. I, I mean, but... Like we've always said, these lists are so such a sham. So, yeah. But that was our outside the ring news stuff. Um, I guess Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go check out John at Mister John Foss. Also, go check out Montreal Broski. Good old Eric over there. Go give him a follow. Go check out First Thing in the Morning. Be a part of his Broski Club. Go check it out. He just hit 700 subscribers. So congratulations, Eric. Um, you can go buy all of his t-shirts at prowrestlingtees.com slash F-T-I-T-M. And also go check him out on Twitter at MTL Broski. And give them a like, on, give him a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash F-T-I-T-M. Um, yeah, go check out Team Awesome 418 because they are, uh, well, Lorenzo and that group, he uh, put together, good brother over there. Go check him out. Also, go check out Weekly Wrestling Podcast. They have a podcast coming up this, uh, this week and the next and the one after that, too. Um, yeah, all these upcoming guests, they got Brian Cage, Leva Bates, Jay Chung, so many more. So go check them out. Go support them. Go support all the other podcasts out there too. Go support independent wrestling and the wrestlers that perform for you. So Brandon, any shout outs? 
Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to Brandon's shout-outs. Waka waka. First shout-out goes to uh, Watermelon Airheads. You ever, I mean, yeah, you must have eaten them. In the nice, day. yeah, yeah. I, I literally hadn't had them in years. And uh, at the Halloween party, they had them. I, and I had a bunch of Airheads and the Watermelon ones, just so good. I haven't had an Airhead in a long time. But now, what about Warheads? I had a Warhead, like, maybe last year or something. Or maybe this year, too. I don't even remember the last time I did. Yeah, I don't like Warheads. The watermelon Warheads were good, but, like, they were just way too sour and would cut your tongue up and everything. I I had a Blow Pop the other day and a Tootsie Roll Pop, and it cut off the roof of my mouth. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe it's just us getting older. Maybe that just happens. Maybe I mean, it just, it's, it hurts though. Like, like, just the lollipop will just start cutting the roof of your mouth now. Yeah. It's annoying. It's like, no. Next shout out goes to the CMA Awards. Did you see it? Uh, no, I have not. Mm, they celebrated. I saw the uh, the mean tweets on uh, Kimmel with them. Yeah, I didn't see them. I didn't see that. But they celebrated fifty years. Uh, with tons of past winners coming back to perform and present. So it was pretty awesome. That's cool. Taylor Swift made the cut. She was there to present uh, Entertainer of the Year. Was Shania Twain? Ooh, she was not there. Hmm, I wonder where she was at. Setting. Uh, last shout-out, though. I did can't believe we didn't speak about this earlier in the day. Uh, I went to Conan on on Wednesday. Yeah, how'd that go? I was going to ask you earlier, but I figured I actually wouldn't spoil your uh, episode 300. Yeah, No, it wasn't really actually going to be a shout-out, but uh, oh, wow. it turned into a shout-out. So, yeah, it was awesome. I, I'm like, I'm so happy that Conan brought the show to New York City for the time that they did and that I was able to go. It was cool. I, I got to meet Jimmy Vivino and uh, Scott Healy from the Basic Cable Band. And who were the guests? Uh, the guest was Ryan Reynolds, and uh, Rory Scovel did stand up, which like was fantastic. He like used like he went off the stage and went into the crowd, mm-hmm. and like stood right in front of stood on a chair, like on somebody's seat, like with his like crotch in the guy's face and everything. Yeah, but it was like such a good such a good set, and uh, yeah, and Ryan Reynolds and Conan did this. Uh, He's like, oh, what am I here to promote? I have nothing to promote. And then, like, they played a bunch of, like, parody things. And they, they did a The Notebook 2 with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Conan, like, doing stuff from The Notebook. And then they made out for, like, I don't know how long it was. It was pretty long. But <laughs> it was funny. And uh, I'm pretty sure earlier in the day, even, when uh, when we first got there to pick up the tickets, it was at the Apollo Theater in, in Harlem, by the way. Uh-huh. For those listening and don't know that. But uh, we, we we got there earlier and listened and went into the to the Apollo Theater because it was open. Like, they had, like, a gift shop open. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we went out. Well, we, went, we went inside, and, like, I, I thought I heard Conan's voice. And uh, I thought I heard him say, Naked Cowboy. Interesting. And I said to the people I was with, I was like, yo, I think I just heard Conan doing soundcheck. I think he just said, Naked Cowboy. And they were like, well, with... If we if we see Naked Cowboy later on, then we know that then he that was him doing soundcheck or whatever. And then it turns out Naked Cowboy was in a bit, so 
Yeah, I saw him in the uh, the balcony. Yeah, but I haven't been. I haven't seen any of the clips yet. Yeah, but it was so surreal seeing like because I watch Conan daily, mm-hmm. and I've been watching Conan for since like basically for like ten or eleven years now, mm-hmm. daily. So it was just so surreal seeing people that you watch on TV like ten feet from the stage, and I mean the band. I was right in front of the band. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. And it was That's cool. Very I, cool. After after the show, I went up to Jimmy Vivino. I was like, "Hey, is, do you by any chance uh, do you have any more picks that like I could, like a guitar pick?" And he goes, "Ooh, I gave out, I gave all the the giveaway ones out." And he goes, "But I have this one, my personal one that I used." And he took that out of his pocket and gave that to me. I was like, "Oh, dude, I appreciate it. Thank you so much." That's really cool. Yeah, you should have was, had him autograph it. It's a, it's a pick. I was thinking like I, like the yeah, split second like thought on a sharpie. Yeah, there was a, a split second thought like, oh, do I take out the marker from my bag and ask him to sign it? But it's like it's it's a it's a guitar pick, so it's not like there's not tons of room. Like, what's he going to initial it? No, you could. He, I'm sure he's done, done autograph like smaller autographs before. Yeah, but like if you have a thick sharpie, uh huh. I mean, it's kind of difficult to. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I did think about it, but yeah, ultimately I didn't. And it was yeah, right. so it was, but it was such like a, it was such a long day because you, sure. you had to get there. They first started giving away the tickets at nine a.m. We got there at like uh, ten thirty, and then from there we went. We took the sub. Well, first of all, we walked a bunch of blocks. I don't know how many mm-hmm. blocks we walked, but for me it was a bunch. And uh, we then we, we went took the subway to the. Did we? I think we went to the Upper East Side. We went to a barbecue place mm-hmm. to get to get lunch. The Mighty Quins, or not the Mighty Quins, Mighty Quins barbecue place. Really good food, and uh, so we just chilled there. And then from there we we took the. Where did we go? From there we walked. We went to Central Park. And just chilled in there for like an hour and a half or so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And saw so a few pictures of that. Yeah, I went to the Alice in Wonderland statue. Mm-hmm. Kids were just like climbing all over it and stuff. It was ridiculous. Uh, but like, I guess maybe that's what they're supposed to do. But mm-hmm. who knows? But yeah, so we did that. And then I uh, went to the Apollo Theater to see Conan. Which I, I couldn't have been more satisfied with that event. Mm-hmm. It was like it's such a cool experience, and it's like it's one of those things. Like I wish I could do that every single night. And you've never done that before, right? No, I've never seen Conan before. No. Yeah. And I was I was worried about taking the train up to Harlem because I've never done that before either. But it was literally straight up. Yeah. You get on at in uh, in Penn Station, and it takes you direct, literally directly to. You had to you had to walk like a block. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. Yeah, I'm sure. And the staff at the Apollo Theater were so nice. They were super nice. They were like, "Oh yeah, come in, come in. Here's this." They were like, "They like you had a question about the Apollo Theater? Boom, answer right away." Yeah, it was so good. But uh, yeah, so thanks, Conan. You're not gonna hear this ever, but <laughs> thanks for coming to New York City and having your shows here. Yeah. So. That was uh, my shout-outs for episode 300. Let's move on to our... our...
moment of the week. Dave, do you have one? Dave, do I have one? Do I have one, Dave, he says. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cubs. Oh, the Cubs. I'm going to go totally with the Cubs winning the World Series, coming back, being down 3-1. to one. Uh, I would... I would have really disliked seeing Cleveland win. I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to see them break, I think, what was it, 48 years? Something like that. No, like 40, not 48, is it? Yeah, or 68. 48. 48 year streak, I thought. Let's. Um, but uh, they're a little drought. But even still, I don't 68. think I'm. 68, okay. I, just because they just. Won the NBA championship. Plus, I'm not a big LeBron James fan. LeBron James wasn't playing. LeBron James doesn't even play baseball, bro. What? (laughs) I don't want to see Cleveland Indians win because of LeBron James. Yeah. Well, he was in the audience. Who? What? He was in the audience. What is what? I can't believe you just said that. Too greedy. You can't get. You can't get too greedy. I mean, if they won this, it was it would have went right to their heads. So, but I am so happy that the Cubs won 108 years. Huh? The Browns aren't winning anytime soon? No. (laughs) So it's like, two out of three ain't bad. (laughs) Yeah, so, but 108 uh, years, and I think it's awesome. It's great. I'm happy for all of their fans, and it's, I totally marked out for that. What about you? I've got to stick to the new day. New Day doing the three faces of Charles Wright was was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And I guess just being at Conan, that was fantastic too. Oh, sure. It's funny, like, because the people that I went with, like, they don't, like, watch Conan daily. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm like that's that's the producer, that's Jeff. I have, like, that's Jeff Frost, I see him on the TV every week. And it's like, the, we, we rode the elevator, we went... Uh, we went on the elevator or whatever, and uh, one of the guys that, I don't know if he's like a writer for the show or whatever, but he's always in sketches. Mm-hmm. And like we got out of the elevator, I was like, dude, that guy was, like, I see him on TV all the time. He was just, Why didn't you say anything? I, I don't know. I, feel, I felt super weird doing that. Didn't you learn anything from yeah, being in the elevator? I, dude, like, I even. People. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, come on. It happened to you twice already. Yeah. Right? Well, what was the, I mean, once. I mean, Hurricane, and uh, then uh, Sandow, right? Yeah. Well, Hurricane, we were conversing with. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Could have gotten a bumper. Yeah. Well, well, we have a bumper from. We should. Him, we so should. We should have just hit the stop button. We we have a, a bumper from him. <laughs> yeah, but whenever you're in the elevator, just press the stop button. Yeah, I would never do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then. Just like after the show and everything, walking out, seeing people that I've seen in sketches before, mm-hmm. it's just like the, it's, it's, I don't know, it's surreal, it's crazy. Yeah. So. But so. that was that was episode three hundred. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. In the books. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out. ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Uh, MarkingOut.com. iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play. Uh, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. MarkingOut.com. Dave the Rave underscore MO. You can follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You can follow Chris on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. Anything else left to say? And we We wish wish you. you.
the best of luck in your future endeavors.